0: What are you guys doing? We're just eating, having dinner?
1: Uh,
0: One day challenge, your model's just chilling.
1: Come sit next to me. This is it? <laughs> come sit,
0: come sit. You're ready, you're done. It's gorgeous, you need nothing?
2: No, but it's still time. I didn't eat anything since the morning. I don't eat for three days when I'm making a collection. I mean, I can not I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yours is just a muslin. Mm-hmm.
1: Christian, I think, is a really nice guy,
2: but I know what I'm doing. Time management. That's all I'm saying. Drama. All right, everyone, five minutes. Hey, lovely listeners. Welcome back into The Workroom, a podcast dedicated to Project Runway. I am Erin and I am joined by fan favorites, Patricia and Nayland. Yay!
1: Hi y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um,
2: so, so happy to have you both in the house, or I should say both in the workroom. Um, this is a very special episode because mm-hmm. we're going to be choosing our top three via our seasonal bracket battle I would say back bracket battle and then this, our second annual or second go at an actual draft. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we all have our choices. We're going to choose three people and this is the official beginning of all the trash talk that I feel like is the best thing about choosing who you think is going to win. <laughs> Competition <laughs> is the game. And so, but yeah, so but before we go on, I want to just shout out how wonderful both you I mean both of you guys so Patrice and Nayland. I should because we're not in the same room I can't just say like just point at you anyway but you guys are both so wonderful and so I want to shout you all out on the podcast by shouting out the amazing notes our lovely listeners have been leaving for us and so first off from Barbara on Facebook um Hey, Barbara. I know she's definitely listening. Um, She says, I think Patricia is a wonderful, insightful addition to the workroom right up there along with you, Samelia and Nayland. me being me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. She's just thankful for both of y'all's insightful and thoughtful voices. And yeah. So, so yeah. Thanks, Barbara. It's a really wonderful note. And um, also, I would say a shout out from from Terry, who also on Facebook really loves our this is in response to our last episode with Patricia. So Terry and Ruth also shout out Patricia. But the um, Ruth's favorite line from the podcast was half the room is inspired by their mom and then the other half is mom. (laughs) So I just wanted to highlight that quote (laughs) that stood out from the rest. (laughs) <laughs> and and um, also last but not least is candy who on Facebook came in really clutch last season with the info about when all stars was recorded because we'd been going back and forth on a podcast. Not sure what year it was. We knew it was just some way, way back ago. And so, um, and I also bring up this because I, I also want to check in with you both about your thoughts on the season um, but Candy has decided that she's on board with the new Project Runway on Bravo and um, also misses the comforting dulcet tones of Tim. Uh. Um, yeah. And so I think, especially with this episode, I feel for me personally, Christian Siriano has started to come into his own. Um, and I really enjoyed <laughs> this episode and I'm starting to appreciate it. And this was the first episode I think I didn't really, see him as a, as a stand in for Tim and didn't really m- miss Tim as much, but I still have Tim on my Google alerts and I just am always clicking on him. Like, when's this happening? When can we see you again? When's Amazon <laughs> getting, like just to surface. So yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. And also thank you to those of you guys who have been reading us again, leave us some notes on there too. We currently have around like 20 something reviews on Apple. So I'm just going to make a special push to ask y'all to leave us a rating on iTunes and you don't even have to say anything but if you do we're going to read it because <laughs> I really love <laughs> what you guys are going to say so be warned um, okay so on to our bracket battle we have um, our 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 picks ready are you guys ready
1: never readier
2: all right Paticia yes okay yes. all right so it is time. I'm going to, on my end, I'm going to, um, oh, shoot. I have this already. Where is the virtual die? This is what happens. It's in one of your, um, <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, great. All right. So each of you choose a number between one and six, and then I'm going to choose a number two. So go ahead.
0: Um, seven.
2: Oh no, between one and six for the die. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so
0: sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with the <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to go with five. Okay. Four. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with two. All right. Let's see. <gasps> Three. Okay. Oh my gosh. So that means I get to go first. Um, I'm so excited. All right. So my first choice. Is Renee. So Renee is off the table, guys. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. And I'm (laughs) going to flip a coin for who goes next. And then on one side, so Tails is Hester's Please Die, Bray. And uh, let me see. And... Wait, no, sorry. Heads is please die beret and then tails is Gucci with a Y. So, um, which one do you want? Heads, please die, or tails Gucci? Gucci with a Y, please. All right, Gucci with a Y. Mm -hmm. All right, it is Heads, please Die. So that means Patricia, you're next. Oh dear. Um I'm
0: going to pick um
2: I'm going to pick Bishmi. All right. So Bishmi is off the table. All right. Your turn, Nalen.
1: Sebastian.
2: Oh, my gosh. Controversial pick, (laughs) but not really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Okay. Um... Okay. And then my next pick is going to be Leela.
3: Interesting. Off the
2: table, guys.
0: Patrice, okay. your turn.
2: I'm
0: going to go with Rakan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe Uh-oh. he's
2: on a bracket. Here we go. All right, Nail you're it's, next. And
0: I, this
2: is, Wait, go this ahead. Is not an
0: ironic choice. This is not an ironic choice. I really mean it.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. We shall see. Okay, nail you're next.
1: Uh, Venny.
2: All right. Vinny is off the table. All right. So I can't believe this is happening, but I'm going to choose Hester as my third choice. Mm -hmm. All right, Patricia, you have Jamal, Sonia, Garo, and Tessa are left. Who's your next?
0: I'm going to go with Jamal. All
2: right. Oh, my gosh, you guys. And Nayland, who's your last choice? I ugh, um
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Garo.
2: All right. Okay, so our teams are formed. We have for team Ernez, we have Renee, Leela, and Hester, and then for Team Patricia, we have Bishme. I mean sorry, Bishme. Why am I Bishme, Rakan, and Jamal, and then for Nailand, Sebastian, Vinny, and Garo. Okay. So, all right. Any any mm-hmm. thoughts? It, does, is anyone surprised? So, Patisi, I'm surprised. I, I actually am curious about why would you choose Jamal? I Actually, I'm more surprised that you chose Jamal over Rakan.
0: <laughs> Wait, I chose... No, I did. I chose Rakan over Jamal because R- Rakan was my number two mm-hmm. and Jamal was my number three.
2: Yeah, yeah. But for Jamal, right. I think Jamal is a very interesting choice i'm more i'm questioning that more than rakan
0: oh me too (laughs) it's just um i did not like what jamal did this week at all i thought it was not my thing but i i think jamal has a lot of potential and yeah that's why. okay all right
2: um, I have
1: a lot of Jamal thoughts this week, but right. We we will get to them in during the recap.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um also Nalen, how do you feel about having Garo on your team?
1: Um you know, it, when it came right down to it, uh like in terms of who I had left, <laughs> I it it was like either him or Tessa Mm -hmm. because i do not think that sonya is going to be with us much longer Hmm. and um and he just seems like more fun than tessa
3: Hmm.
2: oh Yeah. yeah
1: i mean tessa might have been a safer bet but i don't think tessa's top four
2: okay interesting Alright, yeah, I think I had her second to last if you if I had to, if I really, you know, really had to pull mm-hmm. her. And um I actually think Jamal was my last choice.
0: Hmm. You that.
2: really don't like those puffy things. I like it. I really am tired of it. I have so many thoughts. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's get to this, guys. Um Okay. So all right. So, let's let's actually get into the um the actual bra- I mean the actual episode. And um I mean, I started off thinking of the their recap of last week which was very sad. Um, you know, how they kind of put together how Alpha was floundering and very much almost literally out of his elements and a lot of pain faces from COVID and a lot of the other um, members of the cast and how shocked everyone was that Afo left so early in the competition. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys had any had any thoughts on, on that part. And even in just sort of the aftermath in, with COVID, um, as we enter into the penthouse,
1: yeah i mean it, uh i i don't know if i agree with that decision last week but fine mm-hmm. um i'm i i would have sent sonia home
3: hmm.
1: um but you know it 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 is what it is um and yeah we get to the penthouse and and COVID's sad and Everybody else is really glad to have, like, showered and slept in a bed.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, yeah, so it's kind of like everyone's back into the freaking penthouse. I mean, I don't think they could say penthouse mm-hmm. enough. Um,
1: <laughs> Who's doing the dishes, do you think?
2: <laughs> I think Bishmi's doing the dishes. I don't know. I feel like, you know, the ghost of of Nadine has just, it's floating over them and on her way out, she probably instilled in them a little bit of house training <laughs> or home training is, is mm-hmm. how, how you say it. So um, so I would like to believe that. I mean, because honestly, throughout this episode, they really, I feel even more than, than the past episodes, that they're such a cohesive group. <laughs> they, they're mm-hmm. really loving to one another. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. We kind of go through, you know, this whole like, Bishmi and Leela have a moment. They have a, like a almost like a twin. Oh my God, you look really cute. You look really cute. This looks great. Um, Oh my God, you, you look, you wore something that I almost uh, sort of wore or, you know, things like that. Um, but we also have, this is something that I I'm not really going to harp too much on Tessa. I'm going to treat her the way I treated the twins. And, um, I think the last full season of Project Runway where I'm not going to talk about her that much, but, I don't know if you guys have noticed there's something going on like a, there It's like a human microphone, like, like the group is becoming Tessa's personal human microphone. Mm -hmm. So when she just out in the, out of nowhere is like, you know, I feel like it's time for a sad challenge. And it's like the chorus of designers goes sad challenge. And then we actually get a real (laughs) thing happening with Rakan getting a text from Carly that she's like oh my god this is what's gonna happen he's like oh I got a text from Carly and then Tessa leads the chorus with what does it say and then the human amplifier goes what does it say and then Hester turns mm. around like oh my god this sounds like my voice is coming from all around It was really strange to me <laughs> that this choral thing is happening but it's following Tessa's voice what it just weirds me out I think it's just really strange Um. anyway so moving on <laughs> Someone texts a prop phone in front of Racon. We get to see that it's 630 AM. Um, it kind of says something like, Oh my god, it's Carly. And good morning, designers. There are just two unmarked vehicles downstairs that take you somewhere. We don't mm-hmm. we're not gonna tell you where. Um, but they jump in the van, they start driving uptown and uptown and uptown, and we're seeing flashes of one twenty-fifth street and um uh Adam Clayton, 125th Street, Frederick Douglass, and it's obviously Harlem, <laughs> but we do have some band right. time with Vinny sort of giving his whole deal of, I think this may, might have been the first time ever on Project Runway History that someone actually guessed what the challenge was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So he goes, oh my gosh, I think we're going to go see Dapper Dan. And Jamal asks, who is Dapper Dan? And we get a brief history lesson while they arrive at this amazing brownstone, they act exactly, absolutely are in Harlem, and Carly meets them at the door. She's like, "Oh my god, I went to GCI to someone special."
1: Well, uh, hold on one sec because we yeah. do get, um, but um, before we get there, while well, we're still in the van, and Jamal is like, "I don't know who Dapper Dan is." Mm-hmm um which is an a very interesting moment given Jamal's whole thing later on mm-hmm. um we get hester schooling him <laughs> on on how dapper dan um you know uh was a total innovator in hip hop fashion and
2: mhm mhm yeah it's kind of like a like a sound off between vinny and and hester Giving a brief rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say that after I watched this episode, I went back to the first episode that kind of goes through where everyone is from, and because mm-hmm. um, I I also think that where people are from is very interesting and kind of vital to this challenge. Um, so yeah, so we have this conversation. We we preview Dapper Dan and a little bit about his career. And what he means to fashion. Before we roll up to the brownstone. um, It's been spoiled. Carly is like. ah, Here's a surprise. But they're still surprised. Um, She brings them into the brownstone. And they see their. Dapper Dan. A.K.A. Daniel Day. Or should say Daniel Day. A.K.A. Dapper Dan. And I have to say. It is pretty much a wow moment. For a lot of these designers. And especially since they've been kind of you know harping about it and maybe even perhaps just musing or dreaming about what if this were something that is real and they're confronted with their uh what is the ideal situation and Dapper Dan is as equally excited to see them which I really really appreciated so um yeah we get a little and oh go uh, ahead go ahead
1: Oh, let me just say, and is legendary. Oh. Like, in a term that is overused, <laughs> um, but is completely applicable here.
2: Absolutely.
1: Like, like Dapper Dan's the real thing. Yeah. And so it's nice to see them, like, to see people genuinely excited about it and to have the show play, pay, like, real tribute to him.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and in, and in this case, it's kind of like they they're bringing them to him, bringing them to Harlem. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that's probably, probably his, I would say atelier um, actually where he probably works. Um, yeah. I, I have to say that it, it in, a, in, a, in a sense, it reminded me of a little bit of the lack in luster of the last season of project runway on all stars, because it's been a while since we've seen them absolutely starstruck by someone who, is so ingrained into fashion in a very specific and trailblazing way. Um, so, yeah. And so, so Carly introduces DAP. And uh, yeah, um, I have to say that it was, it was interesting hearing her refer to him as DAP, just, just to say, and, but she introduces him something as, as someone who has introduced high fashion to the hip hop world. And, um, how his whole thing is all about creating very luxurious streetwear, but the challenge as we, um, have it, of course, has something to do with creating luxury streetwear. Um, but I also have to say, um, I think this is some, okay, let me just read through the, the actual challenge. So there, there's no trip to mood because I actually also want to hear your thoughts about this. So while they're supposed to design a look uh, for luxury streetwear, they've already chosen bolts and bolts of fabrics for them, luxurious fabrics that are back in the workroom. Um, And their challenge is to create a very fresh version of luxury streetwear that will inspire the current and future generations. It's also kind of less than a one day challenge. The runway is the next day. They only have until midnight that night. Um, And then Renee... Who is our winner from last week? She has immunity and chooses to keep her her model there. Um, but also, I I I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on on uh, their description of what streetwear is or how they've described it to the the designers for this challenge. Anyone? Patricia. <laughs>
0: Um it seemed just the kind of de- description of streetwear that one would expect.
2: Mhm. I don't know, know. Um Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: You know, I just want to say they didn't specify, I mean streetwear I don't think they specified specifically urban.
2: Did they? No, not at all. Um because okay. I, I yeah, I, and I I made that note because we get part of Dapper Dan's history where he talks about bringing in logos as a stand-in for all of these other, I would say accoutrements or, or markers of class like diamonds and um, Mm -hmm. pearls and all these other types of, you know, um, bling accessories. Yeah. Yeah. And how he interpreted that into, into logos and which I thought was a really interesting marker too, especially since people are very obsessed with Supreme and, um, uh, this whole quote-unquote logo mania that's happening now, um, he kind of places himself at the very beginning of that and the marker of it. Um, but also, in a way, we do have these these, uh, these challenges where they say, okay, this is the street work challenge, or this is the wearable challenge, or this is the avant-garde challenge. And uh-huh. they leave it very much open to interpretation where... Um, you know i think they can reference their own cultures and nationalities and 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 whatever but um as we kind of move on i i thought that um i don't know i thought that this was like, like i it, this is sort of where typically the challenges kind of muck up everyone's approach to mm-hmm. what they're designing yeah. Yeah. so yeah
0: yeah like streetwear in india where navy is more um important than black or mm-hmm. or is the same as black is in New York? you know has a very different um meaning
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know so so the, so that description of the challenge is sort of like, eh, okay, it's open ended enough,
2: yeah, yeah Not- um Nealon, any thoughts
1: um just that there are some people who are completely at sea. Mm-hmm. Sebastian being one of them um, Rakan also seems to be sort of like Unable to grasp the concept mm-hmm. um, And yeah I don't think that it necessarily Has to mean urban But I do think that there's a A sense in which um, It is kind of uh oppositional to high fashion and I think that's why some of these people are really kind of flummoxed by it because it's um because in some ways it's it's like the stuff that Dapper Dan did was both um kind of an homage to these brands but also a kind of parody of them Mm -hmm. you know if you think about like the sort of gucci leather suits and track suits and things that you know that um that he was really bringing in um these uh design luxury goods in a way that the companies themselves would never think of using them
3: Mm
1: -hmm. and um and so it's i think that it's I, i think the thing is that it's um it's it's not like when I think streetwear, I don't think of it as, it, it, as being casual, Mm -hmm. like it has the sort of ease of use of casualness, but I think it's also really does think about the street as a place of making meaning and kind of promenading and displaying signs. And so I think there are people who are really comfortable with that in this group of designers and people who really are not.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, one of the people who is very uncomfortable is Sebastian who mm-hmm. admits that he feels stupid in this room where he uses the word, I feel st-, the word stupid. Um, and I, I I think it's interesting. He asks, what is streetwear? He has no idea. And, um, or in, in, I would say how he's interpreting it. It feels as if he has no idea. And mm-hmm. we have Garo Sparrow who. I just, who is, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm basically like Dapper Dan guys. I can totally relate to Dap. I have, he's just such an outsider, but it's kind of like he has this outsider status or this, he wears this outsider status in how he designs. But um, I mean, to me, he's okay. Just full disclosure. He annoys me to no end. I don't like him. It's fine, Same. but his perspective. I could never tell. <laughs> so I wasn't hiding it that well. I thought I was doing such a great job, of, you know, mocking him respectfully. It, with... so. <laughs> I mean, because he's like he's like guys. I do I do corsets, you know, clubwear with corsets, off the shoulder corsets, and like pants with corsets, and I've, and so it's it... But I I think in you know. Overall, as someone who doesn't see them as, who respects Dapper Dan, but doesn't see his perception of streetwear as being something that's one to one, he has a a very good uh, perspective of exactly what to him street would be. Is especially someone who he's from the from Lower Manhattan. You know, you have we were up in Harlem, and he's from another part of Manhattan. Even though it's not that far, you know, if you've been in New York, it is. Very, very different in a in a type of feel and in history and and whatever. It's fine. It's New York, so yeah. So it it seemed like as opposed to Sebastian, where Sebastian has a place of origin. Sebastian has a place where he's from, where there are streets and where there are pe- there are people who walk around. Um, but could not bring himself to think of his place of origin or even where he lives now, which is in Florida, um, as a place where streetwear could translate. So. Um Jamal is worried about time and I'm worried about Jamal straight off the back. Mhm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um I will, uh, that's all I'll say. Is I I was already worried about Jamal from the very beginning. Um All right, ready to go back into the workroom? Mhm. All right, so we leave Dapper Dan's um amazing brownstone we head back to the workroom where there are bolts and bolts of fabrics and haberdashery and accoutrements and everything that they could imagine. They're just like, it's it's, <laughs> um, it's kind of like a playland of just luxury. So much to choose from in so little time.
1: Yes, I mean uh, this makes sense, right? This is why they're not going to Mood if it's going to be a one-day challenge. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to fit in a whole shopping spree there. To me, what's interesting is that they all run in, like, as if it's going to be one of those, like, you know, like, here's four yards of fabric between the 11 of you and you have to fight for it. Yeah. And they get there and they're kind of flummoxed by the fact that there's actually a ton of stuff to choose from. Yeah. And so they're all kind of like, oh, okay. It's like, I, oh, didn't, there's a I didn't really have to run. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they're even just kind of taking their time, just going through. Um, but yeah, they're just like, oh, okay. This isn't bad.
1: (laughs) I, I do have to say though, that like having, like having seen this a couple of times, like there are certain bolts of fabric that nobody laid their hands on and I cannot understand why. Okay. There's like, there's like, a like a bunch of like really amazing multicolored prints. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that are sort of in the background of a bunch of shots and nobody uses them. <laughs> like, what, like, what are you all thinking of?
2: Maybe they are traumatized by the print challenge.
1: I mean, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm.
0: Or, or maybe, I thought too, one thing I thought about, and this goes back to, to the definition of streetwear, is that I think it's really hard for people who drive a lot to understand streetwear. So mm-hmm. I think that, that may explain why the prints did not correlate to street. Whereas if you are used to, to street wear, oh, I'm sorry, having some sense of being on the street. And like you said, in Ireland, having some sense of, what did you say? Parading some kind oh, of promenading, promenading, promenading. Yeah. So you know that there's some, the prints would make sense. I mean, it's one of the ways that it would make sense. Right. But I think if, I don't know if you spend more time driving than like in an an environment where people congregate onto the street as a thing, then maybe that's not going to be an obvious choice.
2: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I I had to <laughs> kind of point out that uh, gosh I I think it was Sebastian cutting through some ugly looking vinyl cheetah leopard print. I don't know. It, it looked like it was Sebastian, and and in my head I was just like, "Oh, that's that 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 was really strange," and also Tessa yeah. just losing it over some ecru looking linen. <laughs> Seriously, so we she s- didn't even use right.
1: <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> now this is sad. <laughs>
2: I got the sad challenge. I got the She's sad like, challenge this is, in my dream. Exactly. It's like, this is what I was wanted. I was right, y'all. I was right. That's what's most important. I mean, seriously, flipping out over it. And then COVID, who I think is so, <laughs> I, and I pointed this out last week, I feel like he's a good natured liar. Just kind of pops his head in oh. <laughs> and like touches the fabric. Was like, oh my god, this is so fun! i was like, COVID, you're such a liar. You're so nice about it. It's like that's not yeah. fun. Come on, it's just it's yeah. just khaki, like light khaki linen. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, just kind of looking at all the things that they had to choose from. Um, but and also the beads are sticking to Jamal's body because I think of his stress sweat. <laughs> so. Yes. He is so scared. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we move on into the actual work time because yes, so they've gotten to choose all of their stuff. Um, we find out that Sebastian is a workroom table hog,
3: kind of, mm-hmm. kind
2: of like divin' out in the workroom mm-hmm. because Rakan, who is just the jolliest. Asshole in the room. It's just like, bitch, you can't have two tables. And and then <laughs> people are like, what are you talking about? I was like Sebastian over there, he's always doing that. He's always taking two tables. Just we're con- calling people out. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like we've we've chosen our fabrics, and we're on to the part where everyone talks about what they're going to make in the next nine hours. Yes. Thoughts, guys.
1: Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> um. Uh, Garo wants to elevate streetwear to his level, <laughs> which is a little questionable.
3: <laughs>
1: um, you know, that's a little that's a little distressing.
2: Yeah, he's like, because guys, Garo is an outsider. If you didn't know, Hello. and so he's been doing this for a really long time.
1: So what I'm getting here is Ernest, you're really happy that I picked Garo for my bracket.
2: Guys, listen. <laughs> Garo is all about a cinched <laughs> snatched waist that cuz you know if, if there's thing is like you have to have like his thing is a corset because before um... Garo we had no idea that you have to have a signature move and his signature is a corset cuz no one else has ever made Corsets before, so yeah, corsets are I, his thing.
1: Yeah, other people have said more egregious things on this program. I'm just saying. Sure, um, sure. Like like COVID, <laughs> who has decided? <laughs> I, I I wrote it down. COVID is making a bunch of or has sketched a bunch of tubes.
3: <laughs>
1: and and he and he comes out with this thing that. It's It's an homage to the three communities that, suggest, that that supported him when he first moved to New York
2: mm-hmm. so
1: the Asian community, the Latino community and the black community yep. each get a tube evidently <laughs> and I, I, I said this is nice but senseless. <laughs>
2: I mean, I freaked out in my notes when he said, so all of them are going to get three pieces. And I was like, no, COVID, no, finish one thing, please. Because he's like, I'm going to make these beautiful blue culottes and I'm going to make these beautiful blue oversized vests. I'm going to make these beautiful. I was like, oh, you can't do all these things. You can't.
1: Let me tell you, he had just picked those three brightly colored patterns Mm -hmm. from, from that other bin. He would have been in much better shape.
2: Oh man. Uh,
1: yeah. Layla, meanwhile, is talking about like recycling and how she's <laughs> how she's making her signature move. I know it's I know it's not as controversial as a as as a, a uh, as a Cinture corset. Belt. But as a signature belt, but it is um it's she's cutting a minimal use pattern. She is so that's very difficult and she's work and she's working on that to lessen the carbon footprint of um streetwear
2: yes it says, okay i she says i'm i'm i think a statement piece is green and at first i i asked myself i'm like and in my notes i did ask is it literally green or do you mean green environmentally friendly green what do you mean and she means environmentally friendly um so, 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 yeah, yeah, which is a little bit disconcerting for a one day challenge, mm-hmm, so that's all I'll say, um, but yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, go ahead,
1: <laughs> and then she asked Jamal what he's doing.
2: uh, take this one away, Patricia,
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: think. I-
0: this at this particular point in the episode, I was sort of thinking,
2: "Oh no, this is bad advice." I thought Layla gave him some bad advice um, because she. So she I mean, like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, she said
0: something like, "Oh, go back to your roots, do what you normally do, or something like that," right? Something
2: like, "Are you going to do that like quilting thing again?" That quilting thing is great. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah, because um, he's making. He says is a casual dress and he wants to tone down this quilting puffer idea, which I thought was a, was, was a, was a great idea to do to kind of maybe move on to something different.
0: Yeah. 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 But not on this challenge. I mean, I think that on this challenge, he could have literally puffed it up. He could have done something that he has not done before in that puffy thing. If he wanted to.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But because that that which he was sketching by this point was already so not casual. It looked completely rot.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So can I give you my theory? Because sure. Jamal goes into a big explanation about this. Yep. Which, which he refers to as a high-neck brocade, Elizabethan, 18th century look. hmm So... Kids, <laughs> first of all, Queen Elizabeth the first of England reigned. Oh, <laughs> from
2: no, no, I love this. I'm 1555 yes, to
1: 1603. Yeah, so, yeah. at a stretch, 17th century. Yep. You know, we're not gonna like, we're not gonna get too pedantic. But he goes into this whole thing about um, the brocade and black people and um, and trying to bring those two things together. And I realized the second time through, he's basically talking about Gahinde Wiley. Like, uh, like, uh, like, yes. this is, oh, like, he's 23 years old, from, you know, lives in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's an art student. Yes. And, and he's like, this is, and that is exactly the thing that's in his mind is a Kahinde Wiley painting. Yeah. And I'm going to put something in the chat. I'm going to put a link in the chat to you guys. Okay. So if you take a look at this, um, this shot on Instagram,
2: mm-hmm.
1: of look of Jamal's.
2: And I will share this on, in the show notes, y'all. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's from this year
1: so this is like this is his idea right it's right. like a it's a menswear version of kind of that same fabric
2: yep yeah
1: so and and it is doing kind of exactly what he was thinking about doing it's it's i think it's more the issue that it's a it's not such a i i agree with you patricia it's not like the best idea for this challenge although it is an idea. Mm -hmm. And then I think his ability to actually be able to execute it for a woman's body is not like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like he doesn't have necessarily the skills to pull that off.
0: Yeah. Not for one day.
1: Not in one day. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, totally agree and and i but i thought also his his explanation of trying to reclaim things that we quote unquote never felt like this idea of using these fabrics as a way of um kind of approximating the luxury that we were introduced with um with dapper dan how you know translating logos from Diamonds and um, you know rubies, all these other like Mm -hmm. other traditional ideas of wealth and and status, and so uh, I mean, in my head, I was like, this has been done before, and I think it's also while it's an also an interesting way of translating what you know wealth and 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 like this idea of like power and and blackness, but. Um, it's, it's definitely through a Eurocentric focus. And so I'm just like, I'm not really sure if he's kind of fleshed out what his goal is here, what he's trying to communicate. But I, I, in my head, I'm just like challenging his idea, or I'm just very skeptical of his idea that, that this idea of going back to what he says, at least Elizabethan days, like the 1800s, which is, I think as far back as he wanted to go. Like this Mm -hmm. idea that this is what represents wealth and power is something that is definitely just kind of rooted in, in Europe. So, right. Yeah. I, and so from this on, I'm like, I would like for you to talk a little bit more about what you mean. Um, But yeah, we will, we will, we will get there. There is more to come about Jamal. Mm. So yeah, we also have a moment moving on to, um, to Sebastian here who. Um, admits that he's working with polyester silk, and he's lost. He's very lost. Um, but there's there's this moment that I think, which is, you know, just to kind of be really blatant about the trash talking. This is why I didn't choose him for my bracket, or like he wasn't like one of my first choices. Is that Tessa kicks him off of his machine? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even notice that he's having a full on conversation with Garo over there about you know, how he feels that uh, he's, he feels mm-hmm. like he's spiraling. He's lost. They're having this back and forth and he kind of acquiesces and just gets up and lets Tessa use his machine over there. Um, I, to me, this was just a, a very interesting interaction for Sebastian, especially since, you know, we kind of came off of a challenge where I think for the print challenge, he did something that I would equate as some form of streetwear. And he's someone who, you know, we've always thought about as being like super lux. Um, but we, we also hear from Garo, who is all about the spiral, all about the Sebastian spiral, spiral, because um, mm-hmm. he's, he's lit. He's actually kind of showing a little bit of, um, uh, a little bit of weakness here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also hear a little bit about other people's inspiration. So I'll point out Vinny and, and, and Bishmi, we get some, Mm -hmm. some insight into what they're doing. And Vinny, we hear a little about how, when he was growing up, um, he was raised by the church. He was, you know, he hung out on the streets, but he was raised by the church, but also really wanted these sneakers growing up. So his outfit is kind of like about (laughs) these sneakers that he really, really coveted and never got to have. Um, Hester's starting a new fashion trend, shorts to work pants. And we have Bishmi.
1: Well, Hester's also wearing a knockoff Murakami print.
2: <laughs>
1: um. Are you sure it's a
2: knockoff, <laughs> Nailin? Are you sure?
1: Super sure. <laughs> um, and I just also want to say, like, Veni... This is sort of where Venny won me over mm-hmm. because it is a specific design, like tagged to a specific thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of what Jamal was saying, which is a really vague concept that's very hard to kind of work off of.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then it's like the fact that Jamal has like this very, I'm sorry, that Venny has this very specific thing in his head that he wants to evoke. I think it makes it a lot easier for him to, like, you know, work more efficiently.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Um, but what about what about Bishmi's story?
0: Well, Bishmi was the only one who sort of was very decided to make this about an urban girl. Mm hmm. Right. Um, he was very interested to kind of take elements from where he grew up, grew up and show his street in a better light and kind of build on what everyone discussed with Dap and sort of bring that into his world of making.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really I really think uh, what stood out to me as well from this is that he's tired of being safe. And usually sometimes that is. A marker of someone who you you, you stay or you go. It, it's almost you, you, if you're pushing yourself to be beyond what you think is safe. Um, typically, um, I would say <laughs> really competition changing choices are are made. But I thought it was really wonderful. He chose to showcase his neighborhood um, in in Baltimore. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. All right, so Christian Siriano wakes up from beneath his workroom table and uh-huh. decides to come through and visit the designers for a little bit. Uh-huh. The first person he comes up to is someone we haven't really heard from much in this episode. Renee, my first choice. And uh-huh. she's done so much. She's got a bunch of stuff draped on her mannequin and... um. Renee here is inspired mostly by Dapper Dan's tux and is doing like a more casual version of a tuxedo. Um, Yeah. And she still talks a little bit more about her Philly roots, but I, you know, and we get to see a little, you know, more of her gorgeous children. And I think, Mm. I think we've maybe seen six of the nine so far. We haven't, I don't think we've seen all nine of her kids yet, but um, she has so far, what I think is this really interesting idea of a flannel fabric wrapped around and like a shiny topped, a shiny top, but just like a, a smattering of different types of textiles altogether, which I think is really cool already. Um, yeah. But it's not a real critique I, here I, either.
0: No. And you know what, by this point I was sort of, Oh no, Renee. Uh, sucks. <laughs> I was actually worried about her. Not that, I'm sure she can do a killer tux yeah. But I thought for a streetwear challenge A tux I was worried about Renee at this point
2: hmm.
0: But I liked I liked all the texture, textures That uh, Renee was bringing Together I was very like excited about what I was seeing But I thought she's really just going to do a tux So I was obviously I was surprised And happy later But mm-hmm. at this point I was like a tux <laughs>
2: for streetwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um next we have like a like a drive by Garo Cristiano conversation about tweed. Mm-hmm. Is that a tweed? Um that's a tweed, old tweed. Yes. Still not a not a not a crit. I don't know what's going on with this Christian segment yet. <laughs>
1: The horror of the horror of oldness. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not an exciting print. I mean, it's a very boring print. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this is Garrow's look. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, it was a very boring print. I actually appreciated Siriano being so blunt about it. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> he's, <I don't>
2: know. <laughs> Even though you know he didn't have, he commented on the oldness of it and not necessarily co- the color or the look of it. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. But we, I, I think we have our first official crit with Tessa. Um, mm. she's got some stuff draped, mostly in black. Um, she's going to make a puffer jacket, which is a running theme, or I would say a bomber puffer jacket, which is a running theme that we'll we'll kind of see. Um, she kind of goes off and, and names all these things that she's doing. She's like, I've got a skirt pant here. I'm going to quilt this. I'm going to write my logo here. And then she writes, she talks about the logo. And that's when Christian lights up. He's like, now, I, n- now that I love. Because apparently everything else she said that he was kind of like, meh about. Um, mm-hmm. But then still adds in, if it's too crafty, then trash it. It's not supposed to look crafty. Mm. We also next have Christian's favorite designer to talk to on the face of this earth, Rakan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have newest round of Christian can't understand Rakan. Like at Like at this point, I think the editors realize that they've just found gold.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I, think,
0: yes, I think this might be the moment where Well, I don't know, but it seemed on this episode, particularly, particularly it seemed like every cam was a shade cam, you know, in this episode. And at this moment, I think the editors might've been like, Oh, Oh, this is it. (laughs)
3: Mm.
0: (laughs) This This is a turning point for where we place our shade cams. Because I think there's a lot comes back to this moment of where they're having a split decision about this look that Rakan is shaping on the the mod on the form.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm Um <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, cause he he kind of goes into a pretty, I think, clear explanation of how he's interpreting the challenge where he wants to combine elements of American streetwear with Syrian notions of streetwear. But then he's he keeps talking and He veers off into the road and is just like, well, actually, I'm just going to do this whole thing with farming women and Syrian farmer women and how they dress, but also how they're perceived by him in contrast to everyone else. Because he loves that whenever they come to the city to sell their wares, they wear these shawls and they look really different from everyone else. Um, and so I, which I thought was a really, really good idea because it is like a Syrian, a very specifically Syrian idea of seeing people on the street, looking at something that, um, that is visually appealing and, and contrasting, but then something that you kind of put together with what you've observed, perhaps like for the short time you've been in New York or Rakan- Um, now lives in Chicago, maybe something that you've seen in Chicago, and have that be something that all comes together. And for Christian, of course, he's just like, I always love your ideas, but you just got to do it. So...
0: Yeah, I was really excited by Rakan's description. The idea of taking streetwear and presenting it from a point that is... By the way, um, I took it as very entrepreneurial. Right? He's describing um, people that... Have a place on the street that is very entrepreneurial, right? So imagine mm-hmm. if someone in New York gets streetwear about all the clothes that people wear, just the clothes that people wear when they sell incense on 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 One Twenty Fifth Street or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, Rakan is doing a similar thing in that he's looking at people who sell things on the street and how they look and how they interact with the street. And I thought this was a fantastic opportunity to think about streetwear away from not just urban but away from the images of sort of dominant cosmopolitan centers and how they all kind of look the same you know all all streetwear kind of tends to look the same and it, this was the case in the 90s too mm-hmm. so um, I was really excited by this look and did you have a chance to look at the little pasta box I image that I sent did to- <laughs> okay can
2: you send that to our group <laughs> yes. yes I can Okay, so Patrice <laughs> sent me this photo, this image of... Is it actually the actual cutout of the pasta box?
0: Oh, yeah. That's, okay. that's
2: the authentic artifact. <laughs> okay, so there's a woman from this pasta box who has like a, a large brimmed hat, um, like short shorts, but definitely I think there are corn socks involved. She definitely looks like a fashionable farmer. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. I just now sent it to both of you. Yes. So this is a, this is a, um, this is a cutout from a pasta box from like the late nineties that I've had because I thought this was such a great look. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Here's a style icon for me.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You, you two may not know this, but I actually have a hat that's very similar to that, that I bought, um, somewhere else, but that I wear all summer long because it's super practical. But, I loved Rakan's idea that someone like the picture that I send you would be selling some kind of wheat made. So this person is, this is from a pasta box. So this is from a field of wheat. This is somebody who is kind of a figure of the fields kind of person Mm -hmm. and is obviously very healthy. She has a little belly, (laughs) you know, her legs are not stick thin. She's very form. What's the word? Um, Shapely, I guess you could say. Yeah, shapely,
2: curvy. Yeah,
0: I would, Curvy, traditionally curvy but on the small side of curvy and I thought about wow, Rakan I love the idea that he was tapping to, into streetwear that was about entrepreneurialism movement, versatility um, an articulation of purpose like you're there to sell you're there to connect you have a purpose to be there mm-hmm. and also the idea of armor the shawl could be like an armor in the same way that New Yorkers wear certain things as armor. So I was worried mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I'll say more later.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I totally I totally agree. Also this image will also be in our show notes. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a little background yes, to Jamal yeah. and then um this reference to Rakan. Um Yeah, yeah. All right, so so let's move on to Hester. Hester is next. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I mean, he's kind of introed to whatever she's doing by flipping out over a shoe that she has sitting on her work table. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think she uses a great keyword that kind of <laughs> triggers something deep down in Christian Siriano's brain, <laughs> like we're Rococo, um, Nicki Minaj, um... You know, I don't know he, she, she, the way, and this happened last week as well with Marnie, where she just kind of talks in a way, and they go, "Yes, that, genius, wonderful." I don't know what it is about Hester, but it, it, it it's kind of like this. She's like, yeah, I just kind of like want to be me and like I want to really want to do this thing because I feel like Nicki Minaj is like this Rococo, like modern, like power bitch. And she's like going to wear this bomber jacket with a hood and she's like a boxer. She's really strong. She's like doing these things. and It's like, oh, my God. And then Christian's like, yes, yes, let me leave you alone. This is amazing. You're wonderful. And just, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just and you know what I looked at that shoe and I was like oh my I rolled my eyes and I thought oh my
2: god what is that <laughs> the official shoe of big gay ice cream no you know? it definitely is the shoe that my rainbow bright wore and that's that's my rainbow bright sh- shoe definitely <laughs> definitely what that is and I think again Hester would love that interpretation of that yeah. shoe um, but also I thought what was interesting about this like use of Rococo that's something that's very Christian Siriano as well, um, that he's kind of referenced in his own work because I'm still just wondering about these interactions with Hester. That you know, it, it's kind of like a it's it's very interesting, very different from everything else in the workroom. Um, yeah. ready to move on to Jamal. Mm-hmm. All right, so Christian is introduced to Jamal's work by his mannequin. And he goes, oh, so she's in a fit and flair. And this is a streetwear challenge. Mm. Very, very shady. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah.
1: Mean, I mean, Christian is doing everything he possibly can to, like, to go, Jamal, there's a cliff. There's, like, a big giant cliff, like, mm-hmm. right over there that you're mm-hmm. racing towards. Mm-hmm. Why don't you turn away from the cliff? Like here's like like maybe maybe don't go over the cliff. Maybe don't drive over it. Like here's another option. Like turn away from the cliff. <laughs> and Jamal uh, go, go uh, Jamal it... Yeah.
2: No, he's just like, wait, you don't want to go faster? You don't wanna see what's over that edge? You just you don't really? I'm just gonna put my gas down a little bit. You're not into this? You don't wanna die? But,
1: but he doesn't even he doesn't even have the it's it's not like he's mad about it or like it's not like he's he's of the um you know the hell with it this is my vision i can't compromise my vision thing it's mm-hmm. it's more that he's like he doesn't even know he's like in the sunken place or something he's like <laughs> he i <like> can't <laughs> you know he's just in, in a trance
2: man i think the sunken place It says so much about what I'm feeling about Jamal and his challenge with this fabric that is supposed to, you know, just exude an idea of like black wealth by using quote unquote Elizabethan um, references. So, yeah, it's it's it was kind of a marker to me that Jamal pulls out this fabric as if it's the love of his life. And Christian, like, he, like he, the way he interprets Christian's reaction to it, is like, what, you don't like this?" And then Christian's like, "Well, no, not for this." Like, it's like, "Come on!" And in and it, I mean, this is a point where for me, Christian became Christians, Christian the mentor. He's like, "It's literally going to look like a tea party dress," you know. He just kind of tried mm-hmm. to envision it for him, like, "This is what's going to happen." He's like, "And but yeah, no, Jamal is." Yeah, no, I I feel like the second place is is where I can't I can't take it any other place other than that. Um, but yeah, and I and I think he doesn't get what Christian is telling him that he's like I see where you're trying to go, but for this competition, the judges are not going to get it unless you actually get out there and explain it. And also, there is no talk about time. Even though Jamal is like, I'm going to quilt this, I'm going to quilt this right there. I'm going to quilt around her ears. I'm going to quilt like around her ponytail, and like this all mm. this is going to be quilted as well. We don't really talk about how this is a less than a one day challenge, and does he really have time to do all that quilting? So yeah,
0: I mean, Christian tried really hard. That whole is it odd? Yes, interesting. No,
2: it was very clear. yeah, it was so blatant. <laughs> yeah so blatant yeah yeah yeah.
1: and and this is also like you know you mentioned earlier about Christian coming into his own Um, and and I think what we'd really see like Christian style is like brat mentor Like, (laughs) like, like 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 Tim is like patrician soothing like like yeah. never raise the voice, you know. Christian is like, really? You gonna do that? You gonna do that? Is this is bothering you. I'm not touching you. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he's very anxiety producing, and if yes. you look two episodes back, when Racon he gives Rakan a lot of anxiety.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And and he gives a lot of other people a lot of anxiety. So I think that. That's something that I know it's coming from a good place in Siriano, but I think it just does not have, what motivates him is not what motivates others, you know? And I think he's not yet figuring out how to sort of be a stable, this is so new, but I think he still has some work to do into figuring out what is a stable level of mentorship that is also responsive to the styles in which people work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good way of putting it. Where it, it almost as if he's trying to to rein them in almost too much, and then when they don't swerve in the way that he thinks that they ought to swerve, then it's it becomes a whole different thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to COVID. So, COVID introduces his stuff by like, yeah. So I think I'm gonna. You know, I'm I'm thinking of doing some culottes in this really mm-hmm. dull, khaki color and, you know, <sighs> I, yeah, I'm going to make some pants here and maybe like a shirt. I don't you know. know. Because, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, because the, the Asian community, the Latino community and the black community are all about top. Tubes. <laughs> you know.
1: He, he shows him a tube that he's working on. <laughs> And then Christian remarks that he's feeling a little down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, and, and even Christian references us back to a happier looking interpretation of a tube from the very first runway, which okay. is like a color block layered jumpsuit type thing that, that was very streetwear ish or, you know, a casual had straps on it look like overalls but interpreted really brightly and 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 uh with a little bit of fun spun in there um and. but yeah yeah and and so I think that's that's where they definitely leave that off with him just being like just do that can you just go back there and try to you know channel that
0: yeah um, that was good direction
2: yeah yeah it made me go back to the first episode because I was like yeah let's let's go back and and actually look at where these people are coming from. So after COVID, we have a huge, um, I would say, announcement. So everyone's like, oh, Christian's like, join me in the workroom, everyone. If you're in the brother oh, sewing wait, room. Wait. Oh, wait, did I miss something? Wait. Sorry.
0: I think you did. What was that shot before this announcement of Tessa and Bishmi
2: getting cozy? Oh. Did you catch no i thought that was, was the thing ready about the for baby? The oh my gosh i i purposefully <laughs> did not write any notes about that so sorry go ahead what did we say it was creepy oh, I,
0: I, I was just sort of like oh tessa what are, like what's going on here i was sort of very i
2: don't know right so bishmi goes will you be the godmother to my twins and she yeah. goes, I'm going to be the mother. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to be the goddamn mother of your twins. And it's just, you know, whatever. Oh it's...
0: God, I know. That was so weird. <laughs> but why? I don't understand why they were so huggy to begin with. I was like, what's going on here? Like, why is this in? Why? Why did this make the cut?
2: I don't know. <laughs> like. Any predictions? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do you guys well, think is happening? Saying,
2: no.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not I'm I do not ship this.
2: Wait, you don't ship this? Or wait what does that mean?
1: Yeah, I don't ship them.
2: Okay. No, same. Yeah. Um, me neither. Yeah, no. I, I so what I think okay, and this is a part of I'm trying not to talk about her. I think there's something weird about Tessa and how she controls people. And then how she kind of takes control of really kind-hearted, maybe open and sensitive and, um, I would say, accommodating personalities. And I think that might be a part of what's happening right now. (laughs) That's just my take on that. Because, Mm -hmm. um, so so it also plays into this. So Christian is like, gather around, children, out of the workroom, please gather around. I have something to say. So there is no immunity for this challenge, but it's because, um, it's getting a little too easy in this room, everyone. Um, this is a flash sale challenge. So we everyone's kind of, you know, gathered around I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I think it's a little too easy. I'm just gonna, you know, um, pull you guys along, pull your strings and have some and build some, um, some, oh gosh, I lost my word. Build some, what, what do you build? Suspense. Yes, that's the word. Sorry. Build some suspense, and Tessa and Bishmi are having their kumbaya hug moment over there, but as soon as Christian says that it's a flash sale challenge, Tessa hulks out of that kumbaya hug, and it's just like, yeah! Fuck yeah, I got this! Come on, assholes! I'm gonna win this! Yes! I win, losers!
0: That was so scary. (laughs) Yeah. It was like hyper-brat, you know, behind the wheel.
2: Yeah. Also, I want to remind everyone what flash sale means. Because I don't think I really understood until this moment that what it means is that, okay, they ha- there is the Instagram element. They all have to take photos of their looks for the Bravo's IG story feed. And then the fans vote on the look. And the look that gets the most votes Gets manufactured and sold on Nineteenth 19th Amend- 19th Amendments website, but also the one that wins the challenge, or I, I okay, the one that wins the challenge also gets manufactured, right? Yes. Okay, so there's a possibility of there being two being manufactured per episode, but what happened with the last challenge is that I guess Tessa won the fan favorite and the challenge. And then so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Also, I just realized in my notes I w- made a note to ask you guys that did anyone write down the whole mother back and forth, period? And I wrote, "I'm shook." Period. Um. <laughs> so glad you guys brought that up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like it starts out because, te- like, Tessa gives um. Gives Bishmi a little pat on the on the belly, and he goes, "Do you feel that? That's my oh. that's that's my that's my child." And then he asks her about. Oh. Um, uh, then he asks her, "Will you be the godmother to my twins?"
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, that that oh, makes see. me feel a lot better, kind of actually. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, so
0: it's a bad joke. Okay, that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of bad jokes We Go cut on. away from that Embarrassing inter- <laughs> inter- yeah, Interaction to um, To Jamal mm-hmm. um, Advising uh, Rakan Which is a little Lost leading the lost In this particular challenge <laughs> Yeah Wow <laughs> I mean, I just have to say, say, it's like these two guys are bonding, but really (laughs) it's, they need to be doing something else at this very moment.
2: I know. I mean, so what's happening is Rakan is seriously asking Jamal and then Vinny, I think Vinny kind of pops over a little bit, but he's, no one's asking Vinny anything. He says, do you think they say, they will say I give her penis? And then Jamal
1: says weenie.
2: Weenie. Weenie. Okay. He means penis because they don't understand him saying weenie.
1: use the clinical term for Yes. It.
2: Sorry. I always write down when cuz whenever they say like hoo-ha or a I write down vagina in my notes. Um so yeah, so they're like, "Yeah, do you think that I will give her a penis?" And Jamal goes, "Oh, because you're putting a a pleat here?" If that is in fact your question, No, Rakan, they will not think that you are giving her a penis because you put a pleat there. But, okay, so for me, this is Rakan, again, has no idea what the judges are telling him. We, you know, we've we've commented on this in the past, that Rakan just, I don't know what's happening in his brain, but he just doesn't get what anyone is telling him or what anyone is concerned about in terms of his work. But I think it's weird. It's also hilarious that he's trying to predict them saying very inane things to him. He's like, "What other bullshit things are going to say to me that make no sense? Were they going to think a pleat is a penis? Do you think they'll say that?" Right. <laughs> but if you look,
0: if you look at the photo in the cheat um, sheet, sheet mm-hmm. you know the pleat. It's not very well placed. I think his concern was not. I think his concern was legit, and I and he's. But the thing is, is he still did it.
2: I mean he did it but also he's referencing pants that are I mean that are that he's seen women wear in Syria and so it's just kind of like I, you know, I've seen that pleat before. I wouldn't necessarily think, but I kind of, I kind of get it. But at the same thing, at the same time, just like you're asking the wrong questions. And and again, I agree with Nailen. You're asking the wrong person. You're asking the wrong people, actually. Christian, I think, is still like rolled up in a sleeping bag in the workroom in the back. You can probably go back and just like wake him up and be like, Christian, what do you think about this? Well,
1: you're you're also asking the menswear designer.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh, Yeah. Good point. Anyway. Uh, All right. So we do have model time and Mm -hmm. this saga continues. So we have model time. The models sashay in. And uh, we do hear a little bit more from Sebastian at this point about his lostness, his his degree of, of feeling lost. Where he's just trying to build something shiny and loud, because that's what streetwear is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But any any other takes on on how this model fit goes with with our beloved designers?
1: Uh, um, Christian again is trying to steer Jamal away from um what he's thinking of doing.
2: Mm-hmm. So he tries on the muslin on his model. And at this time, like, uh, to me, because we, we actually get to see her in the muslin, but it's still just a muslin. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, oh, okay, at this point, quilting sounds a little bit more daunting because you really haven't done anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Bishmi who's trying to figure out what side of the fabric to use because one side looks like a waitress at a fast food diner. And then the other side is just kind of you know? dull. But... Um, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. So he he's figuring stuff out because he wants it to be luxurious and not um something that you would see in you know like a like a corner diner. Uh-huh. Um. Then we have our my favorite moment of this model time is Rakan versus Christian versus Jamal, <laughs> the two most in trouble designers just, you know, chilling during the model fitting. So we have Jamal who is sitting next to his model instead of quilting her garments and uh, they're just eating. And yeah. yeah. So (laughs) Kristen freaks
1: out. I mean, let's face it. They've resolved they've resolved Rakan's weenie issue. So it's like (laughs) time for a break.
2: Because Rakan has eaten all day long. Wait, say it again. Sorry, I didn't hear you.
0: No, it's okay. Um, This was also my favorite. This was the best comedy for me. Yeah, (laughs) Because you have, okay, you have Rakan sitting there eating peacefully, using two, knife and fork, you know, (laughs) cutting his Mm -hmm. food. It's just, okay, it's time for a break. I'm going to enjoy my break with pleasant company. (laughs) Who understands me and my weenie issues? And then you have christian siriano coming in and being like the anxiety in the room like what are you doing that moment about that rakan makes where christian says well i can't eat for days and i'm working on
2: something and rakan goes oh i can tell (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like for rakan he's like no one loves you eat. You are too thin. Sit. Sit with us. Come and eat. <laughs> sit next to me. Rakan just orders Kristen, come sit next to me, which does not yes.
0: happen. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then of course, when it's over, Jamal goes drama. He's <laughs> <laughs> like
2: he's like we'll be fine i've got all my elizabethan fabric over there unquilted and you know what 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 could be a problem what could be a future issue with how we are spending our time right now i
1: mean i could see like all right we got it we got the muslin fitted on you i now have to figure out about making this textile let's take a second let's have something to eat and then i'm going to just dive in and that's what i will be doing from here on out You know, it's not an unreasonable position to take. It's just, it's very funny how how it all plays out.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, And it continues, because Christian runs to Rakan's model, finds her in a corner all by herself. She's not eating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not if she hopes to work again. (laughs) Like... (laughs) She's like, like she's she's on the other side of the workroom <laughs> from where the food is, just she's in like, case and he gets <laughs> it like, and he finds its way into her mouth.
2: She's like, I don't want to smell it. <laughs> I don't want to be tempted into it. Um but yeah, Christian's over there and it's like, Did he drape anything on you? Did he hem anything on you? Did he fit you at all? Does he know your measurements today? No. <laughs> <laughs> So we're kind of like, don't come for me. Don't come for me, Christian. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they have their whole <laughs> moment, their whole drawn out moment. And the whole time, I mean, we also get to see like, you know, clips of Christian coming in and out. And Christian has been roaming the workroom this whole time. And then kind of just out of the corner of his eye, just just kind of finds little patches of things that they ought not be doing. And he voices... His concern. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we come to the end of our model time, which I think means that they only have three hours until the end of the day. Right. So we get a little bit from Hester and Garo, who legitimately don't know what we're doing right now. I, they legitimately have no idea. Yeah, um, can I say one thing? I forgot
0: to mention this earlier. Sure. I don't know. I know. I know the inspiration for Hester was something like Rococo, um boxing look. But mm. what, what is Rococo about? Pink. I didn't really see. That was just totally lost for me, just because mm. it's puffy. Just because. Mm. I mean, those little shorts. That's like those little no, I, shorts. But I, 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 I think it. that
1: there's. I think there's a gilded. Um, uh, sort of flowery pattern on top of that mm-hmm. pink
2: yeah Oh. Yeah, it was okay. more about the fabric than, than I, I think the, the, the color yeah. pink yeah
0: okay I missed that thank
3: you
2: yeah it looked like luxurious I mean up close I think she puts a lot of glitter on it and kind of covers it up later but <laughs> it looks like a very luxurious you know something that you would pull up from a couch or yeah. from a really nice chair <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think to
0: me it just looked like glitter to me until so I thought, okay, what's what's that about?
1: Right.
2: Yeah. No. It definitely, it definitely is like a like a reference to a bit of rococo. In that. Um, yeah, I thought
0: I thought Sebastian's print looked more rococo. That's why I'm, I'm maybe I'm just way really confused about
3: that. But hey, it's
2: fine. Yeah, I mean, with all the glitter, it's kind of hard to see the detail of it. But yeah. Um yeah so so we i think this is where we get a little bit of the the montage of the designers being really tired, but not before we have a little bit of shit talking amongst the designers um sebastian has you mentioned sebastian's fabric like he's pretty much done it almost looks like he's he's finished mm-hmm. um and he and bishmi are having a bit of a of a look at what's what's going on, and bishmi asks. Why did you put sleeves on this
3: mm-hmm.
2: which which starts a whole banter about um how it doesn't necessarily look like street, but it looks very much like Aladdin um,
0: or everybody in Aladdin, as rakan clarifies the whole yes. cast
2: the whole cast <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah, so we have um a, a bit of a of a of a of a, more of a spiral from Jamal, who's losing it on a full stomach, and then Sonia, who hasn't eaten or gone to the bathroom, and she's also losing it. You yeah. have COVID, also losing it. Mm. Yeah, so COVID is just
0: unspooling, unspooling and unspooling all the
2: time. Yeah, yeah. He said something that that I thought was really. It, it, again so he, for him he, he can make clothes very quick, very quickly so he, he states that his spiral is not necessarily because there's not a lot of time but he has to be in a positive state of mind and mm. um, we do have Jamal who goes over to comfort him and in my notes I'm just like you should be quilting the fuck out of your Elizabethan fabric right now don't comfort COVID leave him alone because I, I would know. probably shove COVID into a closet somewhere I'm like go meditate in there because you just go and just just go meditate. Yeah, Just take and go, in, go to a Take corner. care of yourself. Take care. Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, take care of yourself. I thought that was Jamal, yes, being nice for COVID, but I think that was Jamal doing like great damage control for the whole group.
3: <laughs> kind of being
0: aware that COVID can kind of get kind of get everybody spinning. You know, I thought that was Jamal. Like, I, I need to work. I can't have this energy. Let me go talk to you Mm -hmm. and try to get you to control yourself, you know, Uh, which I thought was great.
3: Interesting. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Jamal, Go work. I mean, it was great. It's all the time in the world, (laughs) but um,
2: it also made me wonder, Jamal, you need to be working. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Go back. Um, we also have more Garo speak about, feeling like an outsider because he's the only one who's always challenging himself and then biting off more than he can chew. He's like, oh my God, I sketched this amazing thing. I'm such a great sketch artist. And then the amazing thing I sketched now is just like biting me in the ass because like I'm so ambitious. So ambitious. Well, that
0: might be the the only truth I've heard Garrow speak this entire season is I bite off more than I can chew because (laughs) And I, because I think if you think you are an outsider and subversive because you make these corset things, I mean, when I just, I mean, that might have been subversive in what, 1960s? But I think by the time we're like in the 90s, is that really subversive? Is that subversive now? It's just kind of standard uniform for a very specific subculture. So I don't see what's so outsider about it. It's kind of established. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wish you just talk about it as this is a uniform instead of this is so out there. Mm -hmm. Um, That bugs me. And what bugs me all the time about his frame of mind as we understand it through the show is that Someone was very invested in, in, if I have this one specific thing in everything I make, then that's my signature, as opposed to, oh, if I approach things in a specific way, that's my signature. Mm -hmm. Because it's not really about plopping something on a body part that makes a signature. It's about having this waist cincher that makes a signature. It's about how ideas evolve that we can see. And trace a signature. Yeah. So if you something recognizable, use a logo. <laughs> if you want recognition, use something for recognition. But I think that he's, it's, it's very difficult for me to listen to him because he's sort of like the person I would just walk away from at a party. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get some more juice. You know, it's sort of like saying all these things, and I'm like, why? Like,
2: yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. frustrating about, to hear? Anything about Garo Nayland? he He's now in your bracket, um, I think
1: that i uh, i i hear you about that. I think that he is a hustler
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and that's and and I think that for you know i mean i I don't know for sure, but he strikes me as kind of like a working class guy who was you know, in the club scene, and started making clothes for himself and for other people, and then tried to make a business happen. And the way he talks is he talk. You know, he talks a, like in like someone on a hustle, mm-hmm. um, which is which is different than being like the head of a design house or thinking. You know, am I'm, I'm not struck by him being a particularly innovative designer, but I do think. Like, in terms of his social setting, um, he seems very familiar to me from other people that I know from, like, downtown
3: mm-hmm.
1: scene, you know, yeah. and yeah. and it's like, you know, okay, so that is the thing that he's hanging everything on, um, and I agree that it's not much, but I think he does, I think he does some interesting stuff on, like, in this... Um, challenge mm-hmm. I mean I also you know I'm he's he's in my bracket I don't again I don't think he's final four
2: yeah you well, know we'll have, we'll have like a lot more to say about him on the yeah. runway. way um but yeah I mean I- but
0: Say one thing. Yes, yeah, go ahead. I
2: think it is arrogant.
0: All I see. I wish I, could, I wish I could look at him and be like, Hey, there's the worst working class guy making it happen. Like I would rather see that, and I'm gonna try, but all I see is this kind of arrogance that he's the, best, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best, and this is it, and that really turns me off. So mm-hmm. I think that's just.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there can be both. You know, like he can be. He can have, have yeah. both of those, those qualities about him. Yeah. Um, which is something I Absolutely that I also nice. see. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anything before we go back to the penthouse? <laughs> nope. All right. So the designers are so tired. They go back to the penthouse and they have some silly moments to just kind of let out the stress and Get started um, drinking. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> They're drinking. They're roughhousing, and oh god, they're they're pinching each other's bottoms or something. (laughs)
1: Yes,
2: (laughs) they're like, "Wee!" Yeah, (laughs)
3: Um,
2: (laughs) and we also have like a very heartfelt moment between Bishmi and Vinny, who are still freaking out about meeting Dapper Dan from earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. And so sweet, yeah, we get to hear more about Bishmi. Uh, and how young he was when he realized that fashion was his thing. And then also when he found or when he realized how it could become a business. And there is a way that Bishmi speaks that I really, I really enjoy. I really love it because he sounds so young, even in the way he you know expresses himself um, and does like this. This weird kind of like a, I call it like a like a weed laugh. It's it's a it's a laugh that a lot of my friends who smoke a lot of weed the way they go they're just like <laughs> <laughs> they do this mm-hmm. thing and I'm gonna learn it. So the the more Bishmi talks and the longer he says I'm gonna just warning everyone I'm, I'm thinking of a Bishmi um, impersonation. So but yeah, have any thoughts <laughs> about this time? Okay. <laughs> nope. All right. Nope. Um so, Day of the Runway, Two Hours Until the End of the Day. The only thing that I really wrote, and if you guys have any anything to say about this time before, is that I love the tracking shots from for this season, um, because they're doing these dramatic, cinematic pans of the room as the designers are just running around their machines and their forms and getting things ready. And I kind of noticed that they're—that's the way that they're connecting in a lot of these different pockets of um, happenings, in, in like what's happening with this designer, what's happening with that designer. Um, yeah. And weaving together these these separate activities in this open room, and I just had to point that out. My like, I thought it was absolutely amazing how they tracked them all. So.
1: Well, you're seeing a lot more shooting with like um, steady cam rigs. Yeah. Like that they're that I think that's basically the way that they are doing this at this point. So you've got, you know, um, much lighter cameras on rigs that allow people to just kind of walk around and pick up action in various places.
2: It also is very expensive to shoot that way. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it, it, it looks, yeah. Anyway, I love it. It's, it's great. Um, Dapper Dan makes a visit. He can't be mm-hmm. at the runway and um, but he has this time before to look at all the designers go, walks around with Christian Siriano and then also has this time with them before they actually walk onto the runway with their models. Um, but the, anything kind of stand out to you guys with these interactions with, with Dapper Dan? Oh Yeah. <laughs> And go uh, so on.
0: One thing that kind of made me crack a smile was um, when Dapper Dan goes to look at Venny's model, Asia. And before anything, he just goes, "Oh." <laughs>
3: hmm
0: I think he. I think he was into her. I think he was like,
3: "Oh." <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, he he. Dapper Dan was also really into Garrow's look.
1: And uh, and very into Bishmi's.
2: really into Bishmi's. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There was something about that corner where you know he goes like, "Oh, I love this electric look." And we see, you know, Bishmi's made this bomber jacket that's crazy blue. But it almost felt like that whole corner of the room turned blue because Zapper Dan's also wearing a blue tux. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't. Yeah, on with that. I wasn't sure if it was something with the lighting, but it's just it was just radiated blue. It was really nice moment over there and also like yeah no go ahead
0: no it looked like they had gels on the lights, so everything looked like um behind the scenes at the moonlight movie you know everything was sort of like the same color palette it was wild
2: yeah yeah love it um we have a problem child with jamal
1: (laughs) i mean dap comes up and is like uh (laughs) dap no i said it uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dapper Dan comes up and says, um, you know I, I, I it's, what are you doing here? So there's like a cliff over there. You see that cliff? <laughs> like there's a there's a cliff that you're heading right towards. What do you think about that? And and, and like there is nothing to be done. Nope. Like Jamal sure. points out like the 16 hours of work he is now going to try to <laughs> compress into like 2 hours. Yes.
2: Yeah, but he starts talking in future tense he's like I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have this puff belt here and then this is going to be sewn here and then I'm just going to put this thing over there and it's just like oh okay alright so so you're just going to sew your so way you're towards that, that edge the next <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> because I think Dapper Dan has already said wait you mean they they started this yesterday? Like, he's just kind of looking around. He's amazed, like, oh my gosh, all this work everyone's done. And then you get to Jamal. And he didn't even have his his dress on the dress farm. He's just doing some stuff. And I think Dapper Dam actually reacted to the fabric, was like, oh, wow, this really metallic and reflective. This is really cool. Okay. And then Jamal's like, actually, let me take this over to the mannequin and put this on for you. And then that's when Dapper Dam is like, oh, um, uh, okay, okay. All right. And I'm just thinking, why weren't you working yesterday? You have so much to do.
1: Oh, man. So, no I mean, admittedly, peased. when you look at how much is on there, he did actually do a lot.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty
1: complicated dress to have sewn. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of panels.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, okay, I'll I'll note, note it. I'll, I'll note taken for that. But also just... So many moments, and, and of course this is editing, but so many moments where J- Jamal could have been just maybe pushing himself a little bit harder, knowing yeah. how much work this is. This Because is, it's not like he hasn't quilted anything before. Anyway, so. Right. Hey. Um, um, He loves Sonia's sadomasochistic thing because how much more street can you get
1: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sonia said a masochistic thing that we still have not seen.
0: Yes. Or maybe the fact that she's on the show is the only sadomasochistic thing about it. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was, like, way too mean. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) No, I'm interpreting that in in a hilarious way. Yeah. Um, Oh,
1: that and then sense. we're and then we're talking to COVID, a who, deep bow,
2: a deep bow, deep to Dan. um Dan. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, at this point, we now see COVID has made something that is like, you know, weirdly, it it's sort of Be ish <laughs> Oh
2: my goodness! It. Is all all Culvis <laughs> model needs is a cowl neck, like a long sleeved cowl oh. neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, with it with a necklace over it,
2: yeah, <laughs> with a yeah.
0: Long, like pendant
2: necklace over and it. a really great yeah, wet yeah. set, you know, that'd be great.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: um, yeah,
1: um, he loves what he loves, what uh, he loves what. Um, Garo's doing.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Very much. I mean, they high fived or something. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. He got, he got yeah. like a, a, a whisper, a whisper talking to. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a moment because, because does Garo know just what he, just what he just did by cinching that model's waist a little bit more? Did, did Do you know what you just mm-hmm. did? So, yeah. Yeah. They're just freaking out over the corset. Um, all right, so there's uh, time for hair and makeup, and those. Can I, can oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
0: wait, wait, wait. Can I say one thing that I sure, liked sure. about um, Garrow's look? I did like the um, taking a zipper and the collar of like one of those Adidas track suit jackets mm-hmm. and making something out of it. I thought, hey, using an element of actual streetwear and doing something with it. I thought, hey, that's a direction. That's a direction. Mm-hmm. But there was so little of it. Yeah. You know, so little of it. So that I like that one thing about Garrow's look. The well, print. Ooh.
2: But No, anyway. that's a that's a positive.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, um, well I like let's Yeah. We'll we'll get to that on the runway too, like if we have yeah other thoughts on it. Oh, okay. Okay But but anything else about hair, makeup, the photo time.
1: No. no photo time is boring to me same I have to say
2: <laughs> Mimi is cold again that's all I wrote <laughs> like, yeah. it's cold outside um okay so so let's let's run up to the runway and um I'll say that while we talk about the looks just to kind of like you know pull in our time a little bit feel free to throw in any thoughts that sit out to you from the judges, mm-hmm. as we go through the looks as well, so we're gonna have um have all of that happening at the same time. So okay, so let's run to the runway. Um, we do have some time in the back when where Dapper Dan gives everyone like a, a, a kind of like a like a really traditional send off, Like guys, you're doing great. You're the future of fashion. This is the best thing since <laughs> Superman came out of that phone booth. Yay. <laughs> and so he hypes them up backstage. Um, while Christian Ciorano brings everyone down and yells at Jamal, where, where is that sleeve? What are you going to do with that sleeve? And Jamal's like, it's just, I ran out of time. It's like, okay. So we get our pep talk yeah. and our low talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Carly. Carly comes out into the runway wearing her own version of fancy drawstring street sweatpants mm-hmm. and a shiny top to match with her uh, center part. So, yes, um, she asked the designers, guys, how is it hanging out with Dap? How, how was Dap? Did did that, did you like DAP? Did you like, did you like me and DAP back there? This is a, anyway. So she also reminds everyone, this is a flash sale, flash sale challenge and explains a little bit more about what's actually happening, happening, which is so helpful. Um, all right. So we get the judges who are normals. We get Brandon Maxwell, Nina Garcia, and we have Elaine Welteroth who's wearing her own Dapper Dan Gucci sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And then we also get our guest judge who was personally recommended to sit in by DAP. And this is Brandis Daniels, who founded Harlem's Fashion Row. Thank God we have a guest, Judge. That makes sense. I am yes. so excited. Yes. Oh. yes. Relevant, relevant, yes.
1: relevant. Yes. Yeah, who is who is not, like, um, vaguely relevant actress oh, number 12.
2: Absolutely. The, like, <laughs> as we
1: normally get.
2: Oh my gosh. So happy she's there. Honestly, just right off the bat, I in my head I'm like, she could just be there all the time. Yeah, I would please. love to just have her there all the time. It would be great. Um, Alright, so let's get into this week's runway. And listeners, there is a link in your show notes for this week's cheat sheet. And again, mm-hmm. it's in runway order. So just click on that and then you'll be able to um to follow along about the uh, with the final looks. All right, so let's get to it, guys. We start off with Hester. I
1: you know I was very down on this like while she was making it and particularly while she was trying it on and then it it came out and I was like oh okay I get it mm. like it is you know it's very Hesterie. Mm-hmm. In fact, she's wearing, she's doing her, like, magic trick of, of wearing something that is basically the same mm-hmm. for the judging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it's, I, I think it kind of hits the mark. I think it's, um, I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. I really like the top part of the outfit. Mm-hmm. I didn't like anything below the waist. Except for maybe the shoes, but whatever. Um, yeah, I thought the... the uh, I guess you call it a crop jacket. I thought mm-hmm. that was, was well done. It was interesting. Um, I think it's glitter. It looks like glitter to me. So even on the television, it looked like glitter to me. So I thought, oh, that looks great. You know, and glitter, fantastic. Um,
2: I also... So, I, and I want to like. point out that she puts her initials on the waistband of the, I guess, the organza outer layer of those shorts. So there's n- initials HS in like a really light blue to kind of match with the shoes as well. Um, nice. Yeah, I I just really appreciated the details and also the shape of the shoulders. I really I really liked um, yeah. and, and what she ended up doing. With these shorts, I don't like these shorts at all. But I'm just kind of like, sure, okay, all right, I'll go with it. I, I, I'm. Yeah. It's not my whole thing. But in terms of this reference to a a boxer, it's a it's a Hester reference to the boxer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, athletic shorts and all.
0: It's cohesive for her idea. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, super cohesive. Even cohesive with her outfit. Yeah, good point, Naelen. Like, seriously, she just. Coordinate the heck out of this. Okay, moving on. We have Rakan. I mean. Oh. <laughs> Thoughts? I mean, what?
1: <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Patricia?
0: I think. Okay, there was one feedback. I think Carly said it, which was where are the pockets? Oh, Brandon. And. Oh, Brandon said that. I think,
2: oh no, maybe um, Carly started it, and he was like, "What? There are no pockets?" Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, so, I th- there are things that I like about this look. There are things I don't like, um, and, I'm, and when I say like and don't like, I mean in relationship to the challenge. So, in yeah. re- so, I think it's it looks way too um, daytime lunch upper east sidey kind of upper class lady upper east side. Although it's a crop top, doesn't really make sense with that. So it's not quite street wear enough from the waist up. Mm -hmm. Um, The shoe, okay, Rakan has styling. Styling is not his forte because the pant pant leg hem should be higher. The shoe is wrong for street wear for this kind of look where Mm -hmm. it looks, it's already so easily confused with maybe um, a daytime lunch with your girlfriends or maybe evening wear i don't know something mm-hmm. you could wear for both that's what i don't like about this outfit in relation to the challenge what i like about his original oh back to his original idea of sort of the kind of farm person who comes to sell in the street where are the pockets right because <laughs> where is this seller going to put all these bills mm-hmm. that she's collecting
2: I What's mean, the where's the shawl? Like, even even that idea, Where? like, there's no shawl. That's the that's the one thing that you that he really seemed to love about this idea of these women or or yeah. what they what they wear.
0: Well, he made it into. I think this is a mistake that he made. He made it into a shrug kind yeah. of thing, and he made it so so that it looks like a non-Syrian object. And I mean, I'm sorry, a non-Syrian um, textile and. And it just looks like a little shrug that you can find at um, Forever 21 or something like that. You can find this everywhere. So I thought that's where he went wrong with this, is that mm-hmm. he sort of tried to make it look fancy rather than thinking about luxury as something that's about movement and uh, a, a specific comfort level, not just with what you're wearing, but about where you're going in life. Yeah. you know. And I think... What I like about this is, oh, I wish the pants were a little were less fitted, but it is it is versatile. It is compact. Um, does that strike me as somebody that has street smarts? Not really. <laughs> and I think that's such a huge part of streetwear, and specifically streetwear for people who are there kind of entrepreneurially. Yeah. May I just add? I'm sorry to like hog the mic for like a little too long, maybe. <laughs> I really want to take this opportunity to make my usual comparisons to Drag Race because this week the maxi challenge on Drag Race was Farm to Runway, (laughs) and guess what? Guess what? Somebody made. Oh, Nayland, did you see it?
1: Yes, I did. It was (laughs) the it was the unconventional challenge.
0: (laughs) Well, did you think about Vanjie or Vanessa Vanjie making a? rope top that was more interesting than what Tessa made last week and spent the whole day making last week. And then Raja making a a bark top that was also way more interesting than what Tessa made last week. And these girls made this in, like, what, two hours of the hot glue gun? I mean, it wouldn't be easy for me.
1: But but this is what I also have to say, is that... (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, I've watched many seasons of Project Runway, so... (laughs) The unconventional challenge. The first thing you should do is run away from anything that is like rope or bungee cord uh, or yeah. anything like that or chain. You cannot. It's like you can't cover a lot of area unless you do something like ma- like like glue it all onto a bodice. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, you're you're like. How many people have we seen go home? By because they tried to make some sort of a weird netting thing out of a bunch of straps that didn't really like cover the model. Yeah. You know, or a bunch of rope. It like it never works. So so it's like that's the rule for unconventional challenge. If you get stuck with the rope, you have to do something like that because there's no other way to make it. Right. Like, I think they only let
2: one work. person get away with that, and that was season one just saying um, mm-hmm. and you know, Nina's began her whole thing. It's like, there are no clothes. So if there are no, that, yes. that means that translates into something that it's hard to make clothes out of that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just a really difficult thing to do, but I agree with you. Like, I mean, Vangie's, I thought was a little like, uh, kind of, kind of bad, but, but yes, <laughs> I did feel like there was more like sort of joy and inventiveness in the, Yeah. And what was going on in Drag Race than than what we were seeing in the camping thing.
2: Yeah. But
0: I thought, I was so struck by this kind of cultural eclipsing of having Drag Race be about literally Farm to Runway is the title of their maxi challenge. And Mm. then you have Khan talking about the Syrian, you know, farm seller on the Mm. street, you know. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I know, I know. Different conversations in different worlds, but I was It's, really true. it's totally
2: fine. Yeah. I also I kind of feel like I'm <laughs> doing a disservice to our listeners by not watching Drag Race. So oh. I really <laughs> appreciate both of you being able to add that. So but, you know, totally Well funny.
0: last week last week I said why did they make something out of burlap ever? And then on Drag Race somebody made pants. How uncomfortable out of <laughs> yeah. burlap. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Like <laughs> I but you know, Patricia, I think the thing that is important about I mean one of the things that strikes me in in what you said was when I look at this like outfit by Rakan it's like Mm -hmm. it's joyless
3: Hmm. yes like that's
1: like that's its biggest sin is not like it's level of reference or whatever it just doesn't like you get the sense of him that he is Kind of sly and kind of funny, and the way that he's like has this back and forth thing with Christian, and all of that, mm-hmm. and it it does not translate into the clothes.
2: Not at yeah. all. No, like I, the
1: clothes I, are just inert.
2: I agree entirely. Yeah, yeah, I was most disappointed with how the how this was finished. It, it, I mean, because you have this elastic-looking waistband from the the. I mean, the pants are my favorite part of this, but just sort of how it matches with that crop top you know and and Elaine Roth talks about this later how it looks cheap like that to me what was what was so cheap about it and at the same time just the treatment of the the color like how we the, like the color story to me was I, I to me it it felt sort of like an f u to the challenge because there really wasn't any playfulness to it um nothing with a neckline and I, it, just those elements of it made it seem like, I just, I'm, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm, you know, I'm just going to put this together. And and again, I, I don't know. There's something going on. And same thing with Jamal, just how they're able to talk about what they're doing and then the way they execute it. I'm just like, I don't, why open your mouth? Like keep your mouth shut yeah. and then make some work. So Yeah.
0: Th- there's something that Rakan said earlier in the show that struck with me. And when I watched this, runway i was looking for it he said something like i don't know a lot about american streetwear but i know that it has nothing to do with street do you remember that
1: no he, no he, he no he was yeah. talking about sebastian's he yes. was saying i don't know Santa. <laughs> he was saying like i don't know anything about american streetwear but this has nothing Holy to do with the street
2: crapness. So oh, maybe we should
1: move on I to Sebastian. I think we ought to move on to
2: Sebastian. Oh, because okay. because
1: it... Sebastian go... wants us to know that it's hammer time. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> go on hammer, don't hurt him, go on hammer,
3: don't hurt him, go on
2: hammer, don't hurt him. I mean, come on. Talk about a parody of what you think might be happening outside. Because the thing what I thought about Rakan is what I thought about Sebastian. I'm like, you guys have you guys have seen people around you. You look at other people and what they wear. And even though and, and Sebastian I think is he's working in a Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which you wouldn't necessarily think as a place where you would see Streetwear, but I don't know. Um, but I mean, you're also from Colombia, which is where you spent most of your life. And if you're saying, starting off right off the bat, that women in Colombia or men in Colombia, people in Colombia don't wear, don't have streetwear, like I, I doubt yeah. that. I yeah. seriously doubt that. So I see what he made and even what Rakan made as just parodies of <laughs> weirdness. And this is so confused to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was, I don't even think I wrote any notes on, on, on this. I just was like, this is, this is nonsense here. Um, yeah. I don't
0: like, I don't like it, but, um, I would wear those pants. Uh, yeah. the <laughs> pants, <laughs> And I think it's better, it's better than what, um. A couple of other people produced further later in the runway i don't like the top at all
1: i i agree with you but the top is like some weird like star trek you know i mean my go-to references are with these things are always like sci-fi costuming but it's like yeah you know what is that weird strappy thing she's got on top it's a mess anyway yeah. let's
2: let's let's yeah. keep moving let's, let's go on next we have okay. is is Vinny um, mm-hmm. and I did not like this I really? know everyone loved it but I thought the lines were really interesting I thought Asia looked great in it the I I like the 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 sleeves but I just was not really it did not really stand it it definitely a streetwear it hits but i wasn't really into this look at all yeah
1: same here yeah Ah. wow yeah i see i this is where i turned the corner with venny i thought like i i thought it was really smart in it's detailing i Mm -hmm. thought um i thought she looked like super powerful like that like the thing that they're always sort of saying about like how can she look powerful and not look slutty mm-hmm. right um i you know i thought it was like a great um a a great fit for her body um but like hit these kind of athletic notes i don't know i just i i thought it was i thought it was really good
0: i think for me it I don't think she looks slutty at all. It's like, oh my god, that belt! Why is that there? The collar, unless, Like, and then that bracelet. Um, the, I don't think the shoes go very well. I like the little stripe, the little sport stripe. Mm-hmm. But I think that belt just kills it for me.
2: Yeah, I think mm. for me, I love the sleeves, and and I have, and I'm think, <laughs> I for me, the sleeves is what makes the rest of the outfit so disappointing to me. Because I think there there is some potential for for shape, some type of interesting construction. Everything else, although she looks really great, besides the sleeves, it just looks very um, everyday and very normal to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, like, I love those sleeves. I see that
3: like every
0: day. I see that every day. Yeah.
2: Um, just wasn't as impressed by it as other pieces. Okay. So, um, all right, next, Sonia. Let's move on. We're moving. So, uh, I don't yeah. know what the heck.
1: That- <laughs> I mean, this was like how this did not get sent home. Like, I don't. I mean, there. I mean, I know sort of oh a reason reasons why it didn't get sent home, but I was like, this is it's so, so bad bad so i bad. totally agree
2: because seriously i really have been clocking sonia since the print challenge i really thought she should have gone home on that print challenge and i sh- well i shouldn't say that i i thought she b- deserved to be in the bottom at least and she wasn't she was safe and then with this i feel like she's going up against garo with a very similar neck and uh right. you know chest or whatever uh, this front piece moment, and mm-hmm. you know she lost. Like, she loses hands down in terms of that, but also in her use of fabric. I don't understand how it. I, I don't understand what she's doing with it. It's not fitted well to the model, and and um, and I, I wouldn't say that it's not streetwear in that sense, but it's just I'm her her use of fabric and her fabric choices has been really iffy for a long time and i'm tired of sonia <laughs> so i'm just saying
0: and i just i just want to add that if this is about streetwear why would you want to wear something that you sweep the street with something yeah. so
2: you know this does not make sense it's a green outfit a yeah. it's green you know she's kind of yeah. helping you know, <laughs> to help helping the environment i don't know no it, it really doesn't no make that's sense. no no no
1: that's not sonia
2: that's no, no. I it's Lila. no. I know Leela's actually being green, but then I thought maybe Sonia is also trying to be helpful. By oh, oh, by, by having sweeping like a the street. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Got Sorry. Dress. That's funny, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Never mind. You don't have to be nice.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's
3: hilarious.
2: So, I know. So not- I expect some, like built-in like little pouches on the bottom. So I think that's a good segue into our actual green dress, Leela. Right. Um
1: Yeah. Who is who's her model is like searching for her Padwan.
2: <laughs> um, this is is I think this is the second I mean, the Jedi heck? reference you've made to Leela. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like her so much. I love it's this like... piece. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Really, 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 you went to visit Dapper Dan, and this is what you came away
2: and did. She's training. She's training for episode nine. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Layla was clearly looking at what. um, Oh God, what's her name? Carly was wearing. Not Dapper Dan. She was mm. not thinking about. Her dance message backward nothing it was like oh look look at what carly's wearing <laughs> mm. I mean, this is not this doesn't look like it but it's like this overcoat inspired thing yeah
2: i'm sorry i'm i'm a sucker for outerwear this looks really like like a new type of outerwear for me with the panel on the front and the back and it kind of shows your cute little shirt dress underneath it yeah, adds it adds to the whole whole uh, outfit deal with pockets and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you the can front. go work in the monastery's garden
2: <laughs> with my really really thick and terribly done cornrows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's that was an extra special plus <laughs> in the styling, I thought. Yeah. It's like
2: the
0: worst that's, that's what streetwear is. Is that um.
2: Yep. I'm all for it. I'm all about this look. I love it. Okay, um, <laughs> I was mean, not. I, I bad love bad. Star Wars. I no. love it. It's great.
0: It's not bad. I just think it seems a little unfinished. It needs a little bit of something. But I actually like how um, there are some slits on the side that come quite high. That could, that's uh, that can be fun for summer.
2: So fun. If in you fabrication. have something underneath. Oh yeah, I agree that. Yeah.
0: But I don't like these kind of bathrobe sleeves, and this is what throws it off for me. It's mm-hmm. sort of, you know, there's a difference between casual and just bathrobe. Well, and that, that difference is very. There's a big spectrum there. I
2: feel like if you can, reframe can it can I, I remind I like, you? Go ahead. Can I
1: remind everybody that that part of this challenge was luxury, <laughs> luxurious.
2: You don't think this is luxurious? Category is. Look at Luxury. those satchels on the front. Those are expensive-looking you... pockets.
1: <laughs> Opulence. You own everything.
2: Uh, <laughs> Next time, I, I feel like... Extravagant. Maybe... I mean,
1: this is like... This is like... I'm about to take my vows. <laughs> like... This, like
2: <laughs> this I'm just saying. Really I mean, I don't well want to like, spend hours on this. But like this I'm just... expensive yeah. wool... Um. Uh. Um. Eco-friendly outfits. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Just this it. is the stoic side
2: of streetwear. <laughs> yeah. If you're Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh no! That's worse. <laughs> How dare you? Oh no! Now I feel. Now I feel a way about that. It. Anyway, it's okay. A
1: little goopy. Let's to move me. on to
2: Jamal. Let's 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 browbeat someone else. Let's bash in okay. another design. I, I mean, I
1: look. <laughs> Uh, yes and here's the thing like jamal i am in total like sympathy with like i like i totally like feel him as a person Mm -hmm. and i'm very into what he's about Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and and i like um you know, I I like the other like men's clothes that he's shown. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like I'm sort of like okay, I could see wearing something that he made. I'm I'm totally about him, but this looks r- so bad, like really really bad.
2: Yeah, it is using a word from from Brandon. Like I would save unfortunate for this. Like this is. Yeah absolutely yeah. an unfortunate um yeah i i don't know and and especially uh, the whole look is clunked up by the shoes and this different quilting from the front so he did manage to quilt yes. the belt and wrap it around but it just looks so weird it's not a good mishmash it's it's not a, a a good marriage of these different types of textiles or these you can't even really see a lot of it, it just looks like there's this reptilian thing coming down the front and then the sad sad neck piece like the neck piece could have yeah. been amazing but it just looks very 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 sad and dreary yeah so
1: it's like the it's like the 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 collar is choking her Mm-hmm. And the shoes really well, look like, really look like nurse's shoes in, in the midst of all of that.
2: And I watched the first episode. This was, um, this model, it was Frankie's model from the first episode who, you know, notoriously Frankie was like, you're, you're a lot taller than I thought you were. This model is six feet. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's six feet. And in this, um, you know, and is
1: also the model that Nadine was yelling at.
2: Oh yes, this poor model! She, she's been yeah. through so much, <laughs> like so many things. Yeah. Um, I would say that this is probably the one of the worst looks. So she, I don't think we've seen her in anything good. Mm. I actually don't think we've seen a smile in anything good so far.
0: We will. We will. We will. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah, we will.
2: All right. On to Bishmi. On to Bishmi. Oh Bish me. <laughs> did anyone else get Mickey Mouse from this? Anyone else? It just me? Was it just me? I didn't
0: think I didn't think about it that way, but I can totally see it. I can totally see that.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um But any thoughts on this? Like what 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 did you guys think of this look? Well, I was really surprised
0: both now and later that nobody questioned those flaps to the knees. What the heck is that? Didn't get it. Hmm. Um, I also, I thought this was smartly done, but I've just seen it a lot. I mean, not sleeves like that, but it's Mm -hmm. sort of like a very familiar combination of, okay, very tight pant with a color, a non-black pump a high heel Mm
3: -hmm.
0: with a shirt that's tied at the waist with some kind of jacket. This happens to be a bomber jacket that has more modern sleeves and modern proportions. But it looks like, um, well, it is meant to be a school jacket. It's meant to be, I don't know if it's supposed to be, I think varsity jackets look different. I wouldn't know. But it's some kind of school jacket. And I know that Bishmi was going for, hey, I want to make people on my street. He was inspired by the girl on the street and he wanted to make her look great. Mm-hmm. And, and and that he did. Absolutely. This model is beautiful and looks great in his clothes.
3: Mm-hmm. I just
0: was not very excited about what was being pieced together. It felt very expected for me.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like, you know, this is a girl that I didn't grow up with. I mean, I'm, I'm from L.A., so it's a different type of, like, round the way, like neighborhood girl. But I, I mean, the earrings, the hair and um, even the way he styled the shirt, you know, like unbuttoning it and then the kind of like tying it around sort of like this, like sexy sailor type thing. Um, it was it was just like very I, I with this, I was just like, I'll just go with it. But it felt like someone that I've seen in the movies or I used to watch in the movies in the 90s. And um, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies when I was little, but the one thing I did watch, um, you know, like she, she just kind of like walked off of the screen it, to me. It felt such, such like a, a, a one-to-one nineties reference, but, um, but I, but I have to say that the pants, I, I love these pants. I, the flaps <laughs> in the front, they're kind of like, there was a time when just wearing um, knee pads was a thing because Janet Jackson did it. And I think Paula You're also okay. wore knee pads, but you know, like people wear knee pads or even that, that idea of just having, I mean, I think jeans going in and out of having the style of having holes in your, in the, your pants, whatever. But I thought it was so smart to put the pockets on the front and, you know, they're not oh. the most, um, useful thing to do but there's it's still something that i think is really different and interesting like a play on um i don't know and like what you could do with those types of pants like not just make them like these fitted really nice cuffed pants but just do something really different with them like cargoy, but yeah but cool so yeah 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 i do yeah. like
0: the pants i just don't know so wait those flaps are just supposed to be over the knee protectors
2: to me they look like Knee pads or references to knee pads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So. so you know what this looks like to me, this outfit? Um <laughs> I, I've been trying to figure it out for a while. It looks like um Ola Ray's outfit in the Thriller video.
2: <gasps> oh. Oh, the one on um, yeah. going on the date? Ola yes. Ray. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's even that's way before.
0: I know that's the way I, I thought. I thought this was like Lady Gaga goes to high school,
2: Mm-mm. but no, I was I was yeah, thinking that's... like school days or something like Spike Lee. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm pulling up Ola, Ola Ray in the background, and she's got like a jean jacket on, cute little, cute little uh, leopard. But she's wearing leopard in this video. She's
1: well. She's got like a. Yeah, she's got like a blue. She's got blue pedal pushers, mm-hmm. blue leopard pedal pushers, and that same like royal blue color on the vest that's over the denim jacket. Yeah, but it's like the proportions are really similar. It's like the yeah. jacket's pushed up in that way, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like it kind of like where the where the pant is hitting her on the waist. It just it's like
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. that, you know, that those proportions and she's wearing heels right
2: right she's wearing heels Uh yeah i'm i have a picture up now she looks awesome she's wearing these red heels with blue um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um all right well let's let's move on yes because we got a lot to say about i mean we've already said a lot about garo but what about what about garo anything that we have not mentioned already Anything that I, the I judges mean, I, say said that maybe came to mind with this uh, as well.
1: I think that I you know, we're we've been dumping on him for the waist <laughs> cinchers. But I think like making a waist cincher out of what is like athletic shirt material mm-hmm. is really smart. And like the 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 you know, the the judges point that out. Yeah. That it's that it sort of works with um, what you were talking about, Patricia, with like the the collar and yeah. the zip from the athletic jacket. So that is a smart move, but I don't feel like we need to say much more about it. It's like,
0: I mean, you know. I would love to see the pants of this outfit be made of actually athletic material. Mm-hmm. That that would be more interesting to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I do
0: think the length—the length is quite right on those pants. Yeah, the
2: length is quite right. I would say the proportion of this is uh, spot on. It's amazing. I think he's one of the few people that got away with using these shoes, and um, like I would say, you know, he and Hester use these shoes really well, and um, and also just Mimi walked the shit out of this outfit. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, that's all I have to really say really about great. that. Yeah. Um.
0: COVID. Oh covid.
1: Series of tubes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean yeah. we've kind of gone over yeah, it. Same. It's, it's bad. The addition of those weird the addition of those buttons on the oh on on the shoulder. I mean, it's just did not help.
2: Yeah, I kind of like how, you know. <laughs> I don't know if, if we will get this to this in judging, but the way he explained it is like the vest is from the Latino culture and then the shirt is from the Asian culture and then orange is a color of my energy. And I'm like, what? Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was like, wait, where uh, is the a, African part? Where are it? the black people referenced in your outfit, Comet? You know, he just yeah. kind of like left. I don't know. I don't know if he ventured away and it didn't work out or if the black people are what's hemming those pants or what's oh. like piping those those culottes <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that's where the no. black people are so
1: exactly
2: <laughs>
1: it's just bad news
2: yeah alright okay I'm interested in seeing what y'all think of Renee's outfit
3: you
1: okay I will say re- Renee was my first choice for um you know for uh bracket I stole her and and generally I I really like her. Mm-hmm. but what the F with this like <laughs> buffalo print thing' that looks like somebody like tied a like it's it's like as if you tied your boyfriend's shirt around yeah. your waist, mm-hmm. but not really because it's kind of all hanging off.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, okay, if you really wanted to use that fabric, like, come up with a variation on a cummerbund, like that makes some degree of sense in relationship to a tuxedo, but like, I don't know what the heck this is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's luxury.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, opulence.
2: Uh, it's shiny. I I hate that um, flannel fabric on the bottom. But I think in concept, I think it's brilliant (laughs) because it is kind of like this wraparound, but not, but not really. It's a different interpretation. I, you know, I, I, I wished that she closed it up a little bit more because I did not need to see that much of that white shirt underneath. I don't like it. I like Mm. the, the shininess of this jacket slash flannel grunge thing going on, but the, Shot underneath. I just don't under. I don't get it. That part I'm just confused by.
0: I, f- I find it funny. I find it funny, and I like it. Um, by the way, <clears throat> Renee was also my first choice for bracket.
1: Tell her. You Um, straight-up did.
0: I did! And then I also wanted Sebastian, but I figured, you know what? Somebody else might pick Sebastian, and then maybe nobody will pick Jamal, so I want Jamal, and I want Bishmi. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I actually really liked Renee's look. When I saw it, I said, oh, I just liked it. And you know what? I thought it was really smart to have this flannel reference in a way that only urban people wear flannel, which is like, well, not only, but mostly. um, So I thought it was a really smart, kind of unexpected, this was very delightful to me, because it, it doesn't contain all the same kind of recycled ideas of what street, wear should look like
3: Mm -hmm.
0: so i really enjoyed this and the proportions on those pants are amazing i would love to wear i love wearing pants like that that have that have like room and are comfortable and Mm
1: -hmm. so i i I agree with you on the pant like i like those pants but i it it's like how all of it is going together does not make any sense (laughs) to me at all it's a (laughs) touch <laughs> and, and i and i have to say that um that uh as a friend of um Jeffrey costello and robert telio oh, pietra gosh. jcrt there are there are shout out to jcrt um they there are much better plaids out there than oh, yeah. she had um, like this is live... like the yes. most Tedious
2: plaid of yeah. possible plaids. Um, totally, I, I agree. I yes. Nailin. yeah, you nailed it. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say that I was actually at their
0: first runway show.
2: For oh, old yeah. Oh my gosh. They,
0: I, think, I think they're great. <laughs> they, are,
1: they are sweethearts. Um, everybody, look up their work. They're great. Yeah, and, they're so uh, great. Yeah.
2: Oh man, I don't.
0: Know, I, I don't know them. I was there for my job. Just so, so no, I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's not why I was there. <laughs> like, don't don't worry. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't know them personally. <laughs> I'm not that from them. afar. Um,
1: I, I, you could. We can introduce you. You will like them very much.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, um. Okay. So yeah. let's move on from the love fest to Tessa. I mean.
1: yeah this is like tessa managed to produce exactly what she expected to produce at the beginning of it i'm really glad she spent all that time like painting on those <laughs> painting on that logo that she was running around trying to dry off in time that, that had a big impact on the look
2: uh, I mean, you know, it's not all about attention and being seen and, and having to control the dynamic of the workroom at all times. It really was a functional thing for her to run back and forth with an element of her jacket that she's not going to instruct her model to take off and show because she probably thought she was going to win this and that during the pawpaw time that they would actually see the inside of the, of the work. But nope. Um, she puts this. I just wrote down. This is a black outfit with a crop top. That's all yeah. I wrote. So.
1: Yeah, and, and the whole like skirt pant thing is like no really not really any different than um, the other stuff that she's shown.
2: No, mm-hmm. not really. Not really. I,
0: yeah, um, I think that I think that um, the model did take off the jacket oh, during the runway.
2: Okay. It showed a little bit. Did you, very, did you? Did
1: you? Yeah, she peeled back one shoulder. Okay. The yeah, shoulder did. that was uh, that was away from the judge
2: Because <laughs> we're, I know, because were you even able to see anything? It's like very, it was... very minor. I mean, yeah. impact
0: level is like zero for sure. Yeah. But you know, my yeah. friend, this is luxury. It's about having something other people don't know you have.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Um, yes.
2: I, yeah. So sorry I do for that, that detail. I'm...
0: That crop top jacket is great. I don't understand the little white cotton puff thing that goes with the earring.
2: It's I think button. it's an earring.
0: That... Oh, it's just one. Yeah, button. it's a closure. Oh. I I don't like that closure.
2: I mean, it's fine. I I don't hate it. I just, I just think it's okay. It's okay. It's just yeah. okay. So
0: another another reason why I like Renee's look. Thank you for. Uh, referencing something long and dumpy instead of just showing crop tops. <laughs> <laughs> I like that flannel piece. Like, I want something long and dumpy. Yeah, the
2: mm-hmm. and a better long and dumpy than what Kovit was trying to do with his series of tubes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Um. All right. So that's the end of our runway. And um, anything else that you guys want to add that the judges said? Anything that stood out? Anything particularly? Um, surprising or anything? No, I mean, I
1: I think we can move right to like winners and losers. Okay. I mean, should we talk about like who's safe?
2: Yeah, and... let's talk about who's safe. So because this is the only episode where it equals out the amount of people who are safe versus the amount of people who are in the top and the bottom. So it's particularly kind of fright frightening to hear your, your name call at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
2: So, did you guys? Did you write down who was safe, Naylon?
1: Um, it's. It was a little surprising. It was um, Hester, Sebastian, um, Sonia, um,
3: <laughs> yes,
1: L- Layla, um, uh, Renee. Renee, and yeah. Tessa.
2: Yeah, yeah. They were all safe. six safe people. Um, so, yeah, so we have our top scorers, which was Venny, Bishmi, and Garo. And then our lowest scoring designers, once again, COVID, once again, Rakan, and then we have mm-hmm. Jamal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I just have to say <laughs> that Rakan – so Hester kind of calls it out, which is something that we've all – we've already um, harped on that he, he just does. He just does what he wants to do. He interprets the, the challenge the way he wants to, and then um, misinterprets everything that has been said to him because they tell him, we think this looks cheap. We don't see luxury. We don't see the street wear. And then he goes in the back. He goes, I think it's because I lean towards comfort. I don't think they like the comfort part of it. I was like, no one said that Rakan. No one said anything about comfort. You didn't hear anything that they said at all. Um, Yeah, anyway. All right. So, wait, Nayland. it sounded like you wanted to say something.
1: Um, Just that, um, you know, uh, we do get to finally hear, like, Mean Girls in Action (laughs) um, backstage. Oh, yeah. Which is a little, you know, a a little bit of staring the pot and i have to say like hester calling somebody else out for doing their own thing no matter mm-hmm. what the challenge is yeah mm, mm, okay you've managed to make it work for you but <laughs> you know there's it's a little bit of an issue Yeah. anyway yeah um so uh n- you know that's that's all i have to say about it you don't want to call
2: out tessa saying i think it's time for kaveh to go home he's been on the bottom too many times
1: oh yeah that is that's another that's another look that that looks really good Mm -hmm. i mean (laughs) i you know uh, patricia do you watch untucked
0: um no i don't
1: okay because because basically what we get here with like the the monitor up front is kind of like a mini version of what untucked actually yeah. is
0: i have seen it i i just don't i haven't watched it for the past five five no like three seasons or so
1: yeah i mean it is it's it is a whole other level of like <laughs> yes. gamesmanship and dishiness
0: <laughs> i know sometimes i'm like oh I, I i in the past i have found it like more mean than funny so i didn't really enjoy it that Mm -hmm. that, it must have been just that season i don't know i haven't seen it in forever
2: and and just because i i i I listened to the podcast what the tuck so i just am assuming that untucked is the post drag race show where they talk about each other
1: no it's basically um they have cameras backstage so oh. while judging is going on, they're filming everybody backstage. Oh my goodness! And it's yes. like a whole separate program.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I'll start watching just for that. Sounds great. Um. Although. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So so we have the judges deliberate. They talk. They go through. There really is, I think, no real surprises. But I, I do want to ask for you guys, since we all agree that Sonia had a terrible and unfortunate look, would you have replaced anyone from the low low scoring designers with Sonia? Would you have taken anyone out and, and saved anyone?
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it's true when you look at that. It's like I I would almost be tempted to to swap. Rakan and Sonya. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like Sonya had some weird fit issues as well. I mean, Rakan was just boring. Yeah. But
2: anyway. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, I agree yeah, I and, and maybe, Yeah. Okay. So we would have. So Rakan saved Rakan and swapped in Sonya.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. So, it's time for. Us to declare a couple of things. So, who who is the winner? Patricia, do you want to say who the winner is?
0: Oh, okay, sure. Bishmi won. Yeah, it's Bishmi.
1: Congrats, Bishmi.
0: I know, and I really loved how everybody was so happy for Bishmi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, that was really, it's it's clear cool
2: really he's nice. a sweetie.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I really, I really do like how they're all embracing one another. And I like to believe that it's just a a really loving and warm dynamic back there. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, and I posted this on our Facebook and Instagram, but Bishmi's shirts already sold out. Um, Tessa stuff is still available though, but the shirt that (laughs) Bishmi made is gone. So yeah,
0: Mm. selling really well. Well, well, I think that's why this look won. Like, I really thought. Well, now that we've discussed the winner, I can say this: I thought Renee was going to win this look. I mean, for me, that was the winner. Hmm.
2: Um, yeah. No, I I definitely didn't think that Renee was going to win. But um, uh, I I also thought of like, how would they manufacture that? And if anything, I would would have uh, wanted Bishmi's pants. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think this was very. This is easy to manufacture and it's ready to sell. So I think that's why this was picked over maybe others. Yeah, and I mean, other
2: uh, other. <laughs> yeah, and Elaine Walteroff already kind of branded Bishmi. I think she already, um, I think, visioned envisioned how he could sell a ton of those jackets. I mean, she was just seeing dollar signs everywhere on his yeah. outfit. So. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. All right, so Rakan is safe. According you know, kind of like on 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 trend with how we've been feeling about it. So he saunters off, clueless as ever. Yeah. And then (laughs) the bottom two is COVID and um
1: and Jamal. And Jamal. Jamal. Sorry, sorry. And and Jamal is clearly ready to go home. Like you can like you can see he thinks he's gonna be cut.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just like his expression like all the way through.
2: But who actually gets caught?
1: It is COVID.
2: Yeah. COVID gets the iconic sad goodbye music that's mm-hmm. saved for, I think, for only beloved contestants. It's that like high key piano electronic music with the, Whoa, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's and I and I love what Brendan says to COVID. He goes, um, "I'm hopeful that you will leave this competition stronger." You will take time off, refine yourself, and then when you return, your side will be in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was... I know that Brandon meant well and there was no... Sh- there's, like, not a shady moment in there, but to me, it was like, oh, ouch. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe in, like, two years, people will get it. And, uh, yeah, yeah may- I think that's also how we... That's basically how he meant it. So... But he leaves with the best energy. He sashays off of the runway and enters the workroom um with a shoulder shimmy and I think everyone was like you're so happy are you here? Are you are you still in? And he's like no, nope, I'm just super happy to leave. Mm-hmm. So Jamal yeah. and Kovac were both ready but Kovac is the yeah. one who Yeah. Yeah. I to mean leave. Jamal
1: gets backstage and is like, "Oh my god, oh my heart, oh my god." Like mm-hmm. like yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is—it's getting intense. This is—I uh, think we've chosen our brackets just in time. This is the point where it's—it's it's starting to get really tense. A lot of of the people that we think ought to be gone are gone. I'm just waiting for Sonia to, to do that, and then I feel like we'll ramp up to an another level, as well. So, um, any other thoughts before we wrap up, guys? No. All right. Well, we've reached the end, and so before we say goodbye, um, Patricia, can you tell people where they can find you, and do you have anything to share?
3: Mm.
0: You know, the only thing I want to share is that th- is that I want to thank you for welcoming me back. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, and as far as where people can find me, um, it's this. It, people can find me on Twitter. And on Instagram with the same um, username, which is Sense and site. That's S E N S E, A N D S I G
2: H T. And Nayland? Um,
1: you can find me on um, Twitter at uh, Nayland Blake. Um you can find me on Instagram at um Nayland W. Blake. And uh, I did get a very uh sweet message of um of appreciation for um presence on this podcast from somebody just last week. Oh yay. So very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um my uh my website where you can find out most of what's going on with me is Nalenblake.net. And uh, if you feel like it, pick up the current issue of Art News, um, nice. <laughs> where there's a uh, an article that sort of talks about um, uh, a lot of the other things that I do and a lot of the other work that I make.
2: Yay! Awesome. Excellent. And um, and of course, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, sometimes Facebook at Arnez H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and my website, aranezdavis.com. And then, of course, you can find the Workroom Podcast on all those social media platforms as well. Join us on Facebook. The links are in, in Instagram, and the links are in our show notes, and that's where you can also weigh in. I'm currently trying to figure out how to put up a very massive poll for listeners who also want to weigh in on who they think could make it to the top 3 or even win the competition so you can just kind of vote and it would be interesting to see how that changes as we move through the season. And again, send us a message, feel free to ask some questions, add in your own thoughts and then rate us on iTunes. It's very easy. <laughs> we would also like yes. to hear your thoughts, so that would be really wonderful.
1: Also, um Take a minute and look up the dates of various English rulers. You'll find you're (laughs) surprised.
2: Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Neither Queen
1: Victoria nor Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) I mean, shout out to the great queens of the past. Neither of them reigned during the 17th century. Nope,
2: they didn't. And then you can look at other civilizations, other continents and other, you know, you know other kingdoms that's just you know not just on the on the European continent so um yeah let's just free our minds anyway (laughs) with all of that (laughs) with all of that um I want to especially thank both of you both Patricia and Nealon for joining me I really really had so much fun I always have fun talking with you guys on and off podcast so um, for having us Oh, I mean, thank you. It's hard to say you're welcome. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you guys. And, uh, yeah. And also I just kind of love your insights. And again, along with listeners, just, I really appreciate all of the things that you guys have to say and a shout out to Samelia, my co-host out there doing her thing. Um, there was just Memphis fashion week out there and I'm, I have a, a, a link to that as well. Shout out to her business, textile, um, shop.com and uh yeah I don't know that's that's about it I guess so until next week um lovely listeners we'll all say goodbye bye bye
3: bye bye